0: It sounds right. This sounds right. This sounds
1: right. I mean, and that sounds like it's right.
0: Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday,
1: February 24th, 2013. Time for your Gitmo Nation media assassination episode 490. This
2: is no agenda.
1: Surviving on cheap macaroni and cheddar cheese melted together here in the Travis Heights hideout in the east side of South Congress, Austin, the capital of the drone star state of the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry.
0: And from northern Silicon Valley, where the sun is shining, there's no rain in sight, I'm John C. Clack.
1: It's CrackBot and Buzzkill. In the morning. Well, take this then. Take that. <laughs> First. It's going to rain for sure now. Somewhere it'll rain. <laughs> Ah yes, nothing like a good rain stick battle in the morning. In the morning it is.
0: But well, it is in the morning.
1: Hey, you know, we have we have the best the best audience in the universe, the best producers. When you know there is not a problem that they can't fix, because they can do it in the mix. We have a problem with long donations. What's the solution? Just don't send any donations. <laughs> this, is, this is very good people. I'm like, I'm looking at the spreadsheet. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess we don't have a problem anymore.
0: Well, actually, we do still have the same problem. <laughs> uh, only we have a compounded problem. Now, apparently people who want the newsletter or should be reading the newsletter for, to you know, so they can figure out what's going on, uh, don't read it much. And so they keep sending the email to the wrong place and uh, other issues. Yeah, and by the way, this is the fallout from the, from the Monday's, uh, last Monday's holiday. As always gives us two bad shows oh okay
1: it's a follow always it's
0: a, it's,
3: a, it's a, it,
1: it, it and by the way Bogot of, of holiday president's day I, it's, oh. it's not a holiday it's when people go spend their money on a great deal on a car
0: no white white goods
1: white, oh that's no that's right yeah yeah uh white goods being um macy's wash washing machines and dishwashers and, no
0: and sheets
1: no, I thought I thought white goods were classified as washing machines. Oh, and, I think
0: you're right. I think those are classified think, as white goods. But to me, <laughs> white goods mean sheets. Right,
1: right. Well, so then there, there's another uh, issue that cropped up. Well, we're just on the topic of uh, finances. So we brought up though, the Bitcoin issue once again on the previous oh, yes. on the previous show. Oh, there goes Tiger. Hey, Tiger. It's my neighbor Tiger. Ti- Woods? That's my neighbor Tiger on his Harley. <laughs> You hear him? <laughs> no Tiger and Bonnie. Yeah, oh, oh. He's apparently he's testing the engine. All right, I'm doing a show, Tiger. All right. Just what, me, uh, what, what, watch, watch Miss Mickey, run out. <laughs> Miss Mickey will run out in the road and tell him to stop. <laughs> she will be like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey! He's doing a show. I don't give a, Look, you may look dangerous on that Harley and everything. I don't give a crap." <laughs> yeah. So, um, so we bring up the Bitcoin thing. And uh, I think it was Buzzkill Jr. who was all excited that I had amassed some incredible fortune in Bitcoins, which had just been sitting in my wallet, uh, hanging around. I thought I had 300 Bitcoins. Uh, I was wrong. I have 135, which is still. That's a lot less. Well, still, that's, you know, that's uh, no, it's still like four thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, that's, well, you with, know, it's bearing a eye with a sharp stick.
1: So, I, so, you know, I get back into this. And the last time uh, I was, I looked at Bitcoin, when you you scoffed, uh, I think it was around $5 in value per, per Bitcoin. And I had done one daily source code, I think, if people would send me. That's probably where I got the 100 Bitcoins. And then I kind of forgot about it. And, you know, I was able to order a, a, a pound of coffee and a bottle of shampoo or something just to kind of prove that uh, that these Bitcoins work. And so I look back at the at the blog post that I wrote then. I'm like, you know, this, it could be great. It could be like gold. It's in all this. And then I go and look at the chart. And I'm like, wow. And I, This is what I, I just want to get your expert opinion on this. If you can go to bitcoinchart.curry.com for me, John. Yeah. Tell me Tell me this isn't a classic uh, pump and dump or a bubble or something. Bitcoinchart.curry.com. com. Yeah. It should get you to the right one. Let me see if I got it here. Uh, bitcoinchart.curry.com. It should show you a chart of uh, the Bitcoin value over the history of Bitcoin.
0: Oh yeah, that's interesting.
1: So you see, in uh, in June is uh, around May. June is when I started, and it was around five, and then it went up to uh, thirty,
0: and then it crashed. And then it's uh, kind of been bubbling under that's the, in January. That's in in 2011. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, and it was looking like it was about a buck. Uh, well,
1: uh, so, it's
0: dragging the, the bottom. It's dragging the ground there around May. But that's, of, but, that's the, yeah.
1: but that's the start of Bitcoin. That's when Bitcoin yeah, it started. Off. Yeah, it took off thirty dollars. Right, and then it crashed. Crash like literally a day after. And now look at. I mean, is this not a tech? If you, a technical analyst will look at this and say, "Oh." Pff, it's about to crash because it's up at the 30 again. Could be. So, But but to me, it's like all of a sudden we're hearing Bitcoin, 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 just like we were back then.
0: It does look like it has a floor around 10, though.
1: But 10 yes, hours. but it seems well. like this is manipulated. And isn't the entire point of this fantastic monetary system was that it couldn't be uh Uh, That it couldn't be manipulated. I mean, and the the reason I'm kind of bringing this up is I'm I'm getting emails from people who are like, you know, you're not supporting the Bitcoin community. I'm like, community
0: (laughs) is a community.
1: Is this if this is what Bitcoin is like Facebook now? I mean, this is not what you want, people. So I'm just I'm just trying to monetary
0: system to be a cult,
1: (laughs) a community no less. (laughs) So yeah, it does look like there's a floor, but I mean. So and I'm like, well, should I get rid of this? And you know, people have offered me like five thousand dollars for my for my bitcoins. Yes, but I don't know. I Answer
0: mean, to question.
1: <laughs> it, Done. It, it could go get up. Get rid of them. It could go up to like three hundred. I mean, it, oh yeah. Well, here's right. my here's my question to you. It are we seeing is this inflation of the dollar that makes this go up, or is there some what could the only mar- what are the only market forces that could make this bitcoin go from You know, in a November 2012, a low of about three, it looks like, up to 30 uh, as of today. Ten-bagger,
0: as they like to call it.
1: Yeah, exactly. How how, (laughs) – yeah. So do you think it's a scam?
0: I don't know if it's a scam or not. I mean, all I know is that if you can get – you can't go wrong if you get out.
1: <laughs> well, it's not that easy, apparently, to cash in. Oh,
0: then that's really fantastic, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it's like you know, you got to go through the exchange, and then you've got to transfer it from that. You know, you're losing money all the way. And uh, and 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 my big experiment was like, hey, you know, let's try it again. You know, if people are into this Bitcoin community. And uh, send me some bitcoins. You know, if if you if I get, uh, well, I was only asking for like thirty bitcoins total. I'm a cheap whore. Then I'll do another daily source code.
0: And so what happened?
1: Well, so I got like point four bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> so either um, possibility A, no one likes the show and doesn't give a crap, which I'll put a, a, number one on the list. No. And number two is this community just ain't much of a community.
0: Ah, uh, you better reverse those numbers. Yeah. It's like, why don't I, you know, I'm yeah. going to do a show. I'm going to work this weekend. If you can all send me Principality of Monaco, Franks. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can try that. Principality. Yeah. It's like nobody's got to, you know, you can go to PayPal or one of the, or just send a check. And you know you're on your way, I mean, it's so easy i mean what can, it's a good monetary system we already have it in place. it's called the dollar
1: <laughs> yeah well, that's a con, that's another conversation altogether
0: yeah, well, yeah. I'd just as soon take a hundred bucks today as opposed to three bitcoins or whatever
1: <laughs> well you know i i got more i got I got more years left.
0: get out of the
1: bitcoin, <laughs> speaking of having more years left. This was this was a Have you ever heard and you probably haven't of Heino?
0: Heino, Hino
1: Hino H I N O H E I N O So Hino was kind of like a a folky singer uh back in when you know, when I was doing um TV and radio in the Netherlands Hino was Was a superstar in Germany. Oh,
0: he's that German guy.
1: Yeah, he's with the kind of the blonde hair and the wraparound black sunglasses. Born December thirteenth, nineteen
0: thirty-eight. That guy from
1: Düsseldorf. Oh, gee, you Wikipedia you (laughs) a hole. So so uh, Hino makes a comeback, and he and actually he's kind of the the comeback king. uh, And this used to be like the joke, like oh, he's coming back like Hino again. Um, and uh, so he comes back and he does an album full of uh, cover tunes. And uh but this is like this big bruja in Germany, because now people are calling him and this is what caught my eye. The headline, German far right singer Heino stages controversial comeback. I'm like, What he wait, wait, wait.
0: covers a bunch of songs in a cheap album and this is the controversial?
1: Yeah, so here's one of the songs just to give you an idea of, of the 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 controversy that is Heino. Just listen to the songs. Hey, hey, hey. We can sing along. <laughs> All right, so it's, it seems pretty tame. Uh, he's kind of like the German Tom Jones, essentially. Uh, but what happened is he would, he's, he's doing his PR campaign, and this is this is what got to me. And uh, someone said, "Hey, you know uh, what?" He was doing an interview somewhere. And someone asked, you know, how's your health? How you doing? And his uh, his answer was, I'm still as hard as steel, as tough as leather, and nimble as a greyhound. And this is what got him in so much trouble.
0: Oh, is this something Heinrich Himmler used to say?
1: Close. These words are unmistakably taken from a speech given by Adolf Hitler to 50,000 members of the Hitler Youth Movement in 1935. Oh. <laughs> and so, it's like, Why? And also hard as steel, tough as leather, nimble as a greyhound. I'd never heard this before. Apparently, all Germans learn this—that this is, you know, like the bad, the bad thing to say.
0: What was the What was the phrase again?
1: Uh, st- as hard as steel, as tough as leather, as nimble as a greyhound. We will make a great title of the show.
0: Tough is. As- Hard as steel, tough as leather. Well, maybe we just, we used to, what he needed was a PR guy to change the words around. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, yeah. He needed the Curry hard life. as
0: tungsten. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he needed the Curry Devore Consulting Group is what he needs.
0: Tough as what? Tough as a cheap, as a $2 steak, which is what we'd say here. And, so and how about hard as tungsten, tough as a $2 steak, and nimble as... A, a Goldman Sachs stockbroker.
1: <laughs> he just there up, you go. updated. There you go. We can and we can we can have Obama say that to his little Ugand. Which um which seems to be on the way. There's a bill in now. Let me see. Uh where did it go? Uh, I'm trying to figure out who put the here it is. HR748. Now now we knew this was coming, but here it actually is. I am going to find out who put this bill in. Uh, House Resolution 748 to require all persons in the United States between the ages of 18 and 25 to perform national service.
0: Oh, yeah, we've been following this for five years. Well,
1: here it is. 500 shows. Either as a member of the uniformed services or as a civilian service in a federal, state, or local government program with a community-based agency or community-based entity to authorize the induction of persons in the uniform services during wartime to meet end-strength requirements of the uniform services and also to provide for the registration of women under the Military Selective Service Act. So I think what happened is that, and and, and people, you got duped. Women, so all these women are like, yeah, we want to be on the front lines. Yeah, we want equality. Yeah, we want to be in combat. Well, moms, you basically just helped your kids get inducted into the brown shirt Jugend. (laughs) <laughs> that's about it. Because this bill, good is, work, Mom. <laughs> hey, Mom, thanks a lot. I mean, that's that's literally what happened here. Let's see who who uh, who introduced this bill? Wrangle. Oh yeah, okay. Wrangle introduced this on February fifteenth.
0: Wrangle's so, been trying to uh, since I don't know since two thousand one. He's been trying to reinitiate the the, the military draft.
1: Yeah, which is essentially what this says. But but he turned it around and he took that whole movement for equality of women in combat and turned it into, <laughs> yeah, we got your kids now, too.
0: I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know what, what they're trying to do here, but it's just part of the militarization of the country. Well, it's what we do. It's Meanwhile, <laughs> in more kind of, I guess, genteel, a genteel thing has happened. It's a breaking news as far as I'm concerned, a little bit of real news. But there's a new network I found on the Dish Network, and I think it's showing up on cable. It's called Discovering America. Oh. And it has got, uh, I think, the big breakout hit.
1: (laughs) I'm 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 trying to find which clip you're going to call for, so uh, I'm ready for it, whatever it is.
0: Okay, this is the breakout hit. Yeah. This going to I'm going to you're going to hear the this will explain it all because it's essentially it's got a little intro to that specific show, then the intro to the entire show, which is obviously clone of uh, of another show that you'll probably recognize, but play Bacon long version. Milwaukee, the city of brews in America's
2: heartland. But there's just one thing on my mind. Bacon! Hide the hogs. That is like a meat bacon four by four. I'm on an eating odyssey. Mm. <laughs> Ready to tackle the city's ultimate bacon creation. Oh no, <laughs> we have to put the bacon fat in now. I'm Todd Fisher. Mm. Family man, chef, and proud bacon loving American. Oh, I love bacon. <laughs> I've worked my God. whole adult life in the food oh,
1: industry. Make and it now, stop. I'm
2: canvassing the nation, city by city, to devour America's best bacon dishes. Are we ready for some bacon? Yeah! These aren't just meals. My so knees I'm, are wobbling, choking. So <laughs> I'm going to kiss you. <laughs> These are mouthwatering tributes to the greatest meat ever. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait. wait a minute. This a minute. is my journey. <laughs> This is my
0: country. This is the United States of Bacon. Wow. It's a, the a, United a, States a, a of Bacon.
1: bacon. <laughs> you know, uh, and this is on which network? Uh,
0: discovering America. Now, let me point out a couple of things. One, it's obviously a clone of Anthony Bourdain's show.
1: What is uh, the Anthony Bourdain show? Well, he's I have no a, idea what that, another, that is.
0: He's another cook. Who's been traveling around, just trying to discover?
1: Oh, this, right. He, he and he discovers all the crazy f- food everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, and so it's. A, I mean, the opening is written by the same guy. Only he's got, and this guy is extreme. We're not talking about. We're talking Texas fat.
1: Once again, John, we can see that Sharia law is infiltrating America, trying to hurt the Jews. <laughs> With the bacon show,
0: <laughs> I think this show is more insulting than the Muslim <laughs> Jew that I've ever met. But anyway, so wow. uh, the guy is hugely fat, yeah, and he's roaming around and he can barely move his arms. Mm. And he eats everything in front of him, and he eats, but it's got lots of bacon on it. And all and he loves it, just like Bourdain, by the way. If you ever watched that guy's show, no, everything he eats is the best. It's the greatest. It's, there's <laughs> no. nothing like it.
1: No, I don't. I'm I, I'm I'm watching C-SPAN, and I don't have I don't have time for this.
0: This is the American culture going down the tubes. And
1: and what is this short version? Do I play this? Is this just a stinger? No, that's just
0: the intro without the without the front piece. It's not the, I'm Todd Fisher.
1: Ah, okay, I got you. So um, you know, bacon is an interesting meat. I will say we you know we we have uh, our favorite bacon guy at uh, at the at the Austin Market, uh, which we go to every uh, every Saturday. And, you know, there, it is very, if you really get into it, you know, you have your jowl bacon, you've got, you know, there's, you know, you're, there's a well, million. Jowl is quite tasty. Well, the problem with jowl bacon is it sticks to almost any pan. It's just, it's so, it's so gooey, it just sticks and it's, uh, and it takes forever to, to cook.
0: Gotta put a lot of bacon fat in the pan first.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but it, it, that, sometimes it's sometimes just that's a little too much for me. But you know, ba- the, the 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 culture of bacon is quite incredible. I had no idea. I mean, when I grew up, it was like it came in a pack, right? And you could see the little window, <laughs> and, you know, my, right. and my mom would in the supermarket would look at the back of the window, and go like, "Dude, that's too much fat." No, we won't take that one." Like, "All right, mom, whatever." <laughs> yeah. right. You know what I mean? Right? the that little so window. Much
0: fat anyway. Who cares? Yeah,
1: that little window in the back. And now well, it's like I've been introduced to a whole new culture of, uh, of bacon.
0: Well, let me – the one thing I will say about this show, and I hate to say it, it's a great show. <laughs> really? It is a great show. They go, he goes to all these cities. They have a lot – they do a great package to give you a little history of what's going on in the town. It's done in black and white with a phony filter that makes it look like old footage. Yeah. And then, But it's, a, it's really well done. And then he goes from place to place to place, including places like he was in San Francisco. I never heard of any of these places, and they all seem very cool you have got a good research uh, group. It's well-written. This guy, this fat guy, <laughs> Austin, mm-hmm. is a natural. He does the voiceovers. He does the talking in the show. He's the, he's the host, and he's the guy that's, that's eating all the bacon. And he, I've listened carefully. He has never stammered once, flubbed once. It's smooth as silk. The guy that like <laughs> he's a broadcaster all the his- time.
1: All right. You are now hearing the television production side of the Curry-Devorak Consulting Group. Uh, we don't usually advocate making programs about uh, meats. However, in this case, uh, John seems to be quite enamored. Uh, so,
0: could, it, it could, is a great show. So, I wish I would be very proud to have produced that show. So,
1: can we uh, can we get him to host? Uh, Win,
0: lose, or drone?
1: Can we get him to host our show or co-produce?
0: Yeah. yeah be. You have to uh, kind of uh, build uh, under the stage a little bit so it doesn't cave in.
1: So so uh, let me move into some drone news so we can slowly slip away from your bacon uh, fetish.
0: <laughs> Although I wouldn't
1: mind having the perfect John C. Dvorak uh, bacon recipe. So you can put that in the next newsletter. Um, we have a, there's a, a, just a, a a treasure trove. Of drone news that has come out in the past uh, in the past couple days since the last uh, episode of the best podcast in the universe, and the one that um, well, this is kind of a double header on our show. So um, we apparently we have uh, sent 100 troops over to Niger uh, with the uh, sole intent of building a drone base. Now the way the president uh, uh, announces this information to. The uh, to Congress is with a little note. He sends a little memo. I mean, I've got the memo here somewhere, and you know the memo basically says, "Hey, you know, uh, I'm uh, I'm just sending a couple people over there to uh, 100 troops. You know, they'll uh, they'll be armed, of course, obviously, uh, but that's uh, here we go. I got it right.
0: Just there. to protect themselves
1: concerning Niger. Yes, it's exactly what he says. Here it is, Mr. President. Uh, dear Speaker, on February 20th, the last elements elements. Of a deployment of approximately 40 additional U.S. military personnel entered Niger with the consent of the government of Niger, this deployment will provide support for intelligence collection and will also facilitate intelligence sharing with French forces. they got a little social network there. Conducting operations in Mali and with other partners in the region. Not mentioned who the partners are.
0: Can't they just do this over the Internet?
1: <laughs> the total... They could. The total number of U.S. military personnel deployed to Niger is approximately, I mean, we don't really know exactly. You know, when you're up to 100, it gets hard to count. 100. The recently deployed forces have deployed with weapons for the purpose of providing their own force protection and security. I directed this deployment of U.S. forces in furtherance of the U.S. national security interests. (laughs) Hold on. And pursuant to my constitutional authority to conduct U.S. foreign relations as commander in chief. <laughs> he's, such, he's, such he's King Obama, the warmonger. So, this is, uh, of course, the, the mainstream media can't um, ignore the fact that we have, you know, we're opening a drone base and uh, that this is why these, um, um, these troops are deployed to Niger, but they're going to wrap it up in a little joke. And I guess they were holding on to this. They, there's a little memo they found in, uh, in 2011. It was like, okay, so we want to tell people that the president is pretty much, you know, just deploying troops everywhere in Africa and they're going to build a drone base there. It's very convenient to have that, you know, pipeline protection, mineral protection, all kinds of cool reasons to drone brown people living in sandy areas or in jungles uh... we're gonna wrap it up in a joke
3: wolf one tip is to use smoke as cover by burning tires al-qaeda fighters in africa may need to do some of that soon today president obama informed congress that a small u-s deployment of troops to niger was complete cnn has reported that niger's government has agreed to let u-s drones operate from its territory so those drones could put a lot of pressure on al-qaeda militants in nearby Mali who are battling french forces so
1: so that's kind of the that's there's some actual news there but now Let's make it all funny by laughing at the dumb terrorists with
3: the list they put together of how to protect yourself from a drone. To counter them, this tip sheet has suggestions ranging from tip sheet from the clever to the obvious. Don't use your wireless device. Hide under thick trees. For Al Qaeda fighters on the battlefield, words literally to live by. Those are among 22 tips for militants on how to avoid drone strikes. The Associated Press recently discovered a document with those suggestions in a... Recently,
1: 2011.
3: ...building in Mali, where Islamist militants are battling French forces. The document had also been posted on jihadist websites.
1: The available evidence suggests that the drone strikes have been psychologically traumatic to al-Qaeda. It's induced a a high degree of paranoia uh, in their ranks. They're fearful that they've been infiltrated by spies. This is stock footage, of course, you know, it's like they just bring in, oh, we got to the English guy, always sounds official when you put him on.
3: Osama bin Laden, shortly before his death, had written letters to other al-Qaeda leaders with similar suggestions, saying their fighters shouldn't meet on roadways and move too much in their cars because many of them got targeted while they were meeting on the road. Bin Laden also suggested, quote, he should move only when the clouds are heavy. As for this other list of suggestions, one of the tips, if you're in a car and you learn there's a drone after you, leave the vehicle immediately and all the passengers should scatter in different directions. Another one, set up fake gatherings of people using dummies to throw the drones off the trail.
1: So this, it makes it makes these militant terrorists sound like stupid sand bunnies, like total total nincompoops. So, you know, and I, and, and sometimes I even forget to do this. I only did it this morning. I'm like you know this uh, this paper's got to be out there. This tip sheet. It's like tip was it a stockbroker tip sheet? Like oh don't go. Hey Abdullah, don't go outside unless there's heavy cloud cover. The drone might kill you. If you feel the drone is is following you, get scatter. Just scatter. I mean come on. So I want to read this thing. So I have a copy of the paper which is written in Arabic and a translation which I can only uh, trust is a accurate translation. Uh, we have plenty of producers who can read this and will back me up. But, to my surprise, um, the news media has uh, omitted several important points on, uh, on, on, on in this memo. Uh, first of all, it is um, referred to as a Strategies of Capabilities for Ansar al-Sharia. And this is from, uh, a, it mainly focuses around uh, Yemen. And so in this memo, it starts off by saying... Um, uh, we uh, we have to know that all Americans do not, uh, that the Americans did not resort to this approach, the war of the drone, because they have shortages in the combat jets like the F-16 and other types they don't possess, uh, or that they don't possess enough troops because it is the most suitable approach for them now. The Americans fully realize that they are in the 10th year of war and that they were economically exhausted and suffering human losses and were confronted with public pressure backed by Congress in a way that made the honorable and responsible withdrawal from war as a prime goal of the white house which is true the drone is unmanned and costs almost nothing compared to the manned jets and does not create public exasperation when it crashes because of the increase of of human losses in the past push the american people to go to the street shouting bring back our sons if a drone crashes no one will shout bring back our planes so you know so far making sense so what are we going to do the memo says I believe that foiling this strategy depends on three things. One, the formation of a public opinion to stand against the attacks, deterring of spies and tactics of deception and blurring. The tactics are, and this is great. So the tactics, we have these 22 points. What did we just hear from CNN? Scatter if you hear the drone. Put out mannequins, dummies, you know, shop window mannequins to fake them out. Stand under a tree. Well, interestingly, stand under. Yeah, stand under a tree. Here's the list, starting with number one on on the list, from the memo. It is possible to know the intention and the mission of the drone by using the Russian-made SkyGrabber device to infiltrate the drone's waves and the frequencies. The device is available on the market for $2,595, and the one who operates it should be, uh, should be a computer know-how. So right off the bat, they're talking about the SkyGrabber. You can Google that. And uh, there are people who have sky gra- you know, This is basically uh, uh, intercepting the unencrypted video, which we've known about for years. Right. Two. It's
0: been going on for a while.
1: So this is that was number one on their list, Two.
0: So wait, wait, let's stop a second. Hold on. So you're telling me that the media just sent us off on a wild goose chase of bad information when the memo, in fact, which you have, because it is available and they could have looked at it, too. Right. I
1: think they did look at it.
0: And they were well, you think they were told not to talk about it? Well, I think it was more fun. Or you think they just trivialized it? Because eh, whatever. Well, I right?
1: think I think it's both. A, I don't think that uh, uh, that CNN uh, would uh, be in good graces and get lots of interviews with the administration and officials if they were telling uh, all the human resources that you can go out and get the SkyGrabber. In fact, you can find websites that stream SkyGrabber video. So you can actually watch this in real time as these drones are flying around because it's unencrypted. And we know, we've known this from the drone operators and sysadmins who listen to this program and help, and help produce it, that there's, there's tons of reasons why it's unencrypted, mainly because the, the whole system sucks and the, the video wasn't coming back and they just, oh, screw it, Let's switch off the encryption crap so at least we can fly the plane. So it's, right. the whole thing is flawed, not two on the list. Using devices that broadcast frequencies or pack of frequencies to disconnect the contacts and confuse the frequencies used to control the drone. The Mujahideen have had successful experiments using the Russian-made RACAL. R-A-C-A-L. So basically a jamming device. These Russians, they, they got it going on. Three. This is a good one. Spreading reflective pieces of glass on a car or the roof of the building. That's not a stupid piece of advice. Uh, Four, placing a group of skilled snipers to hunt the drone, especially the reconnaissance ones, because they fly low about six kilometers or less. True. No one talks about that. Five, jamming and confusing of electronic communication using the ordinary water-lifting dynamo fitted with a 30-meter copper pole. Now, I'm not quite sure.
0: Read it again. Maybe we can figure it out. Yeah.
1: Jamming of and confusing of electronic communication using the ordinary water-lifting dynamo fitted with a 30-meter copper pole. Now, what I get out of this is that a, you know, a dynamo will make a huge racket which will disturb any type of HF uh, frequencies.
0: Right, and you're using a long copper pole for uh, 30, as an antenna. F- well,
1: 30 meters, I guess, you know, that's a... 100-foot. Uh, Right, like an antenna. But thirty, but you know, the specifically saying thirty meters is because it's an antenna. And I guess you know, if that's probably, what do you think the the drones operate on? What frequency? That's got to be gigahertz frequency, right?
0: No, it has to be long distance, so it's got to be long wave. So it's got to be that you know the the stuff your, HF so, or you know really. So 30, no, it, yeah, no, so, it's got to be something like, I don't know, well, 16 meters, meter or something no, like that. Thirty, 30 meters is going to be. Thirty meters is a big wave. Yeah, where? Yeah, would, thirty it'd, it'd meters. Thirty meters. That's what it are probably. Be. They're probably on thirty meters.
1: That's ten megahertz. Well, that's there's there's ham band at thirty meters. Well, hmm. Anyway, so I mean, but this this is basic basic stuff so far. I haven't seen anything stupid, and we're only up to number five. Keep going. I like this one: jamming and a uh, jamming of and confusing of electronic communication using old equipment. Keeping them running 24 hours because of their strong frequencies, it is possible using simple ideas of deception of equipment to attract the electronic waves, similar to those used by the Yugoslav army when they use the microwave oven in attracting and confusing the NATO missiles fitted with electromagnetic searching devices.
0: I didn't know that.
1: so just you know so did you know that? No, but I love this. Go take your microwave out in the desert and and, and <laughs> flip open it off. I was like, hey, we got a baked potato.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, put a potato in there, so just in case we could get some use out of it.
1: So not until number ten do you get to um, hide under thick trees because they are best cover against the planes. <clears throat> number twelve, maintain complete silence of all wireless contacts um and then this is uh, i mean i think i find this to be very relevant to this memo the drones used in the attacks in swat valley depend on electronic chips or radioactive dyes placed at the target by the spy or the agent then the guided missiles come directly towards these targets the spy therefore is the main pillar of this operation which is needed to resort to decisive deterrent means against anyone who might dare to carry out this mission to be hanged in public places with a sign hanging from his neck identifying him as, quote, American spy or any other deterrent means similar to that done to Israeli spy hanged in Syria, Levi Cohen, or late Afghan President Najibullah. So what they're saying is, you know, people are walking around spraying some uh, radioactive dye on your clothes, and they're basically marking you, and we've got to you know, stop these spies by hanging them uh, with a little memo that says American spy.
0: That's interesting because there was actually a NCIS Los Angeles that discussed the spray can of some weird stuff. Like, D- I think that was DNA spray, probably? No, no, it was something that was semi-radioactive. Radioactive. It wasn't pure, but they, some maniac had gotten a hold of a can of this stuff and was spraying everybody in Los Angeles. And so when they brought up the monitor or some... I don't know what it's in the helicopter drone over the city. And they found these all over the place, people wandering around with, 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 with stuff with, on their pant leg. Because huh. the guy would bend tagged. over and start getting yeah, your shoes. You're tagged. And spray people while they are walking by. Wow.
1: We should, we should look into that a little more. If,
0: uh... Yeah, it's different than the IR paint, which is supposed to keep the drones from right. killing you.
1: <laughs> and then finally, there I'm quoting from this memo. There is the golden solution that shortens the long distances and through which we can bring back the pressure of the American public opinion, so we're talking about psychological warfare, in a more active way depending on the strategy of kidnapping in exchange for the drone strategy, and we should not stop until they stop their strategy, which will enable all the supporters of jihad to take part in defeating Petraeus and his new strategy. This is how old this memo is. We start kidnapping Western citizens in any spot in the world, whether in the Islamic Maghreb, Egypt, Iraq, or any other easy kidnapping places, and the only demand is the halt of attacks on civilians in Yemen, which is a just and humanitarian demand that will create world support and the public opinion pressure in America as they are being hurt again. We therefore aim at the core of the nation's strategy, which, if failed, America will accordingly collapse! (laughs) <laughs> okay. God, these
0: guys are <laughs> wide-eyed optimists.
1: We also are taking part in laying a block <laughs> in the promising Islamic state in the Arab Peninsula. So kidnapping, you know, so, I mean, this, I think, is very relevant. So, first of all, they cover up the whole drone thing by laughing at, uh, at you know, oh, they're so stupid. And But I don't see anything about mannequins, by the way. And the guy in this news report literally had, like, five shop mannequins. Actually, it does say it here. There's no- it's a, do you about mannequins in the actual report? No, I'm sorry, it does. Using dolls and statues to be placed outside false ditches. But he was like in a parking lot and had like five store mannequins. It's, I mean, the whole, but so but nothing about um, the Russian devices such as the Sky Grabber or the Rakal or Rakal. What do you think I you pronounce that? Rakal. What is that? Rakal. Let me see what this thing is. Rakal. What can the Rakal do? R-A-C-A-L, Raycal. Raycal Electronics... Oh, here we go. Hmm. Raycal Electronics PLC, once the third largest... Oh, it's a British electronics firm. Or was. So I guess Raycal makes it... Raycal. The DECA Radar. Okay. Oh. So those guys eventually turn into Vodafone? Wow. All right. So, uh, bottom line... Screw you, mainstream media.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, there's, a, there's the reason people should donate to the show. This one report, which seemed innocuous when it ran out, I didn't even pay many attention. You picked up on it quickly. Got the re- real report, which is the one they were talking about, and showed that the mainstream media. is covering they, up. They bypassed the whole thing, and just to make some mockery of it, putting us all in danger, I might add. <laughs> of being, yeah, being kidnapped. Seriously. Yeah,
1: of being kidnapped.
0: Yeah, I'm being kidnapped, if you're right. I think I'm going to go to Yemen this weekend.
1: (laughs) Because there's no danger of kidnapping. (laughs) Let's go on a bender in Yemen. God, I'd love to go. Get me some
0: cot. Uh, Yemen, by the way, is supposed to be fantastic. It's supposed to be gorgeous. Get some cot. But you'd better be with a lot of locals. There was another thing on kidnapping over the weekend they were talking about in some part of somewhere. Damn it. I didn't think about uh, clipping it, but... Yeah, kidnapping's always been a, kidnapping for money's always been a thing that's popular in Brazil, everywhere. I mean, it's Mexico,
1: Mexico, for sure. Mexico. Um, do you want me to just just wrap up the whole drone thing? Because I got like four more things about it. it. It was a bonanza of drones. Or do you want to thank some people first? Should we do that?
0: Yeah, let's do a uh, some executive producer thanks. Well, we can't we
1: we can, can't do that. Until I say, in the morning to you, John C. DeVore.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, in the morning to you, Adam Curry. By the way, in the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, feet in the air, subs in the water, and all the dames and knights out there.
1: And in the morning to all of our human resources in the chat room, all uh, lined up, charged up, ready to go, depleting your $9.2 million value, which you're way beyond, (laughs) some of you. Uh, NoagendaStream.com, NoagendaChat.net. And thank you to our artists, uh, NoagendaArtGenerator.com. You guys do a great job. Thorin did the art. On 4 8 er I can't wait to see what uh, pops up for 4-9-er-0 today's episode, notes dot com, And uh, as you said, uh, um, we're a little short, although it looks like we have an instant night Do we have an No, uh No, no. it's not instant night No. No, but it's a night. Yeah. Cool. I think. Or a dame. It, a night?
0: Well, uh, I can't. No, a, a, night. a night. Yeah, it's a night, a night yeah. Sizzy is his name in Toronto. Which uh, came in at four hundred two dollars and twenty five cents. Uh, if producers don't see value in information like the Lanza Brevik deconstruction, he really liked that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if, if if producers don't see value in that, screw them. He says. There's a morning zoo show somewhere with lots of jingles. And going morning, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we can do that. We, we we're borderline morning zoo. We are. But we actually zoo. have information that's valuable, and that we use the morning zoo thing to get rid of the. i
1: all we're missing is it's traffic difficult. and weather. If we did traffic and weather, John, I think we'd be On could the go sevens with, and the nines. That's, nine. that's <laughs> on the threes, of course. Thirty-three past the hour, at top of the hour, we got. Uh, looks like we have a beautiful day out there in Getmo Nation, and uh, that's uh, your weather report on the threes here in the morning, everybody. Back
0: to you, John. I'm going straight to knighthood. He says. And would like to be known as Sir Sizzolot of Gitmo Barony Back Bacon. What <laughs> about bacon? Okay. Uh, by the way, I think the the host on that bacon show is big and fat because everybody wants to be Adele. <laughs> it's thematic. I'm telling you, fat is in. I think I'm a short penny. I'm short a penny, so he needs you to toss it in with the karma, please. And
1: we can do that for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your donation. You've got karma. That's very interesting you say that. So we'll watch tonight as the entertainment industry, uh, industrial complex comes together to celebrate uh, the making of fake history as the top two movies are Lincoln, which is so real we're going to teach kids in school to watch this video, and uh, Argo, which is so incredibly fake. <laughs> and Jimmy, Even Jimmy Carter says it's fake. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, oh good yeah I want to hear that. we'll see everyone uh, everyone wants to be fat. And Adele
0: will win another award because she's overweight.
1: And that's right she'll win it for uh, best movie soundtrack for Skyfall.
0: Yeah. Okay. Which by the way is not even interesting not even a good song at all. But anyway okay. okay we'll so, we'll, be, we'll be reporting on that but who else, in our real news segment who, on Thursday.
1: Who else will be fat? Do you think that just everyone will have gained some pounds?
0: Well it could be. there. I notice there's a big move now to get people to... Fat. to uh, get them fat. Get fat. Uh-huh. And bacon, of course, is one way of doing Got it. Got it. Yeah,
1: bacon's a good start.
0: Blake in Norwalk, Connecticut, becomes our associate executive producer at 23232. Uh, 23232. In the morning, uh, Jew and Arab, <laughs> short-time boner, first-time donor, recently road trip from Connecticut nuts to Atlanta, And in order to stay awake, I listened to 16 hours in a row of the best podcasts in the universe. It's impossible to fall asleep listening to you two deconstruct the bullshit media. Recently, I thought, what a better way for a slave to repay his fellow slaves for their value for value than to pay you minimum wage slaves (laughs) for the time you spent keeping me from crashing on that drive. We get minimum
1: wage. Yay!
0: So here's $7.25 minimum wage times 16 hours times two. For both you, John, and Adam. Yay! 2.32 plus 32 cents because it felt right. Also, I recently found out a co-worker of mine listens to the show, oh. so I wanted to donate before he does. Can <laughs> I get a douchebag challenge call-out for Ben W. to donate? Also, can I Doosh get a bag.
4: shot of... Sorry. Yes.
0: Yes. Can I also get a shot of Jobs, 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 Karma, followed by LGY for my girlfriend, Cindy, who is starting her first ever job next week. Unfortunately, she's moving 2,800 miles away from me, so I might be donating again soon for some relationship karma if things don't work out so well. (laughs) Keep up the great work. Hey, Blake,
1: thank you so much. Yeah, we'll see you at the Swazenough Corner.
5: Jobs, jobs, jobs,
6: and jobs. Let's vote for jobs.
4: You've got karma.
0: Cool. He's an LGY for his girlfriend.
1: No, I did that. Jobs, 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 followed by LGY. You didn't hear that? No. It goes, really?
0: No, I didn't hear it.
1: Well, it's... Well, oh, maybe, maybe
0: I did. Hey, I John,
1: do mean... you know, you actually created what? the... You actually what? made the what? jingle. Here, you made jobs. this. This is your jobs work.
6: and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Yay! Yeah! No, not that
0: yay. That's a crowd of yays.
1: That's what everyone wants. I mean, okay,
0: just, so whatever. you want me to Gene do... Na- yeah! Naft- Naft- yeah! Naft- All right, I'll do that after. Nav in a surging Oh, you in Frisco, and by the way, it's not proper to call San Francisco Frisco. Frisco's in Texas. Just saw this photo. You have a clearly slumming, you're clearly slumming it. This should be the Imperia Vodka and Hugendass. Right, Mickey, Sir Gene. All written in code, $202.02. <laughs> Thank you. For did, did you see the picture? <laughs> the audience of whatever it is you're set. Did
1: you see the picture? No. Oh, well, how could, well did he put the link right there. Can you
0: click on the link? I'm trying to see if I can.
1: This is a picture that uh, I tweeted as we were moving out of Camp Mofo.
0: No, I can't click on this Okay,
1: one. it's uh, basically uh, two wine glasses, a, a bottle of Belvedere, and Blue Bell uh, vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Breakfast of champions. Belvedere. We got so hammered that night. Huh. Hey, see you at uh, South by, uh, Sir Gene. He's going to come. Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: South by, South by, South. He's Tim, uh, how do you think, how do you think you pronounce that? Dorian, Dor du- Dorian, Dvorianin, 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 In Round Lake, Illinois, as opposed to Square Lake down the street, 200 bucks. I'd like to wish my brother, Paul, a happy birthday. Uh, do we have him on there? Yes. Mm-hmm. And please give my other brother, Daryl. Oh, I'm sorry. Anthony, a quick shot of karma for a safe journey home next month. Anthony is a Marine just finishing up his second year in Okinawa. Wow. And we haven't seen him since he left. Oh, wow. Uh, thanks. And keep up the media assassination. All righty. Hard karma. You've
4: got karma. Okinawa.
0: Yeah, Okinawa. And finally, M- Sir Michael Miller and Tiburon over here. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Birthday shout out to Rhino the Beard and Please give a shameless plug to the OO show, double O show on the NA stream.
1: Right on. Which uh, I think is Fridays at, I want to say 1 o'clock. <clears throat> but I'm not sure. You have to adjust accordingly. And nagradio.com, you can find out all about it. Well, this is, uh, thank you so much for the support. Uh, that's uh, We'll have a short donation segment later on, uh, shorter in general, but also um, it looks like people are catching on a little bit.
0: So, our uh, the, the, take a look at the calendar and tell me that my calculation is not or is correct. I, I believe that our five hundred show falls on Easter Sunday.
1: Um, let me see. So I thought it, I thought it was going to be on. Oh, wow! Chrome just quit. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
0: Chrome's been quitting a lot. It's starting to act a lot like uh,
1: Internet Explorer. <laughs> Exploder. The AOL browser. <laughs> we met a guy yesterday Uh, so Miss Mickey has like some shoot coming up and she needed uh, a chessboard to for a photo shoot and someone came up with the genius idea of getting um, the like the tar the tar paper that that's not really paper that you put on a roof underneath your your shingles yeah comes on a big roll it's really cheap tar paper is it called tar paper it's like 14 bucks or whatever for a roll and uh, and then this guy is like, "Hey, I need something for my car. I'll go in with you." It's like, "Well, what are you going to do? They're Like, give me three dollars for a sheet of this?" He said, "No, I'll I'll cut the thirty-two squares you need." And um, I don't know where the hell I was going with this. Forget about it. Well, I don't either. It was a good
4: one.
1: Though. <laughs> it was, I just. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the drugs just dried up. <laughs> it's like as I was talking, I'm like, "I'm going Walking nowhere."
0: Down the path. To- <laughs> Whoa! Wait!
7: Wait! Where am I going? I think
1: there? I should stop myself quickly. I think I need air. I need the air conditioner. Well, you off. might
0: get re reminded if you get your calendar up and <laughs> yeah. count.
1: I have the calendar and I'm so, looking so here. Four, so we're nine, 24, eight. so we're four, so we need 10 more shows. So 1 2 3 3 7 and then 3 4 5 6 7 8 9. Yes. No. It's on the 31st. Yeah. Yeah, Easter yeah, Sunday.
0: Easter Sunday. Wow, is that weird?
1: It's prolific, my friend.
0: You know, there was the nationwide uh, NASCAR race uh, over the on Saturday, and every we got a bunch of email that's just people. And but they've always missed something funny. There was all the email or all the news stories says thirty three people yeah, were injured. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was actually twenty eight, but it said thirty three. Yeah. But what was weird about that thirty three code? Is that in the process? Car thirty-three won the race. I know,
1: I know. I think, I think you know, they're really NASCAR is having some kind of problems. So the first thing is they let Danica Patrick win pole, you know, and then they're like, oh, they got some coverage, and then I think the the good old boys revolted. Like, what? A da- Are you going to tell me a damn girl is going to be on pole? <laughs> we need some crashes, damn it. And I think that's what happens. Like, man, yeah, we have got to keep these ratings going. NASCAR is, the, is is huge. It's the biggest spectator sport in America. It's bigger than football, baseball, basketball, everything.
0: Yeah, it, no, it is they, they the sport. These, I think that, that Daytona Speedway holds three hundred thousand spectators. It's
1: unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, well, that's the race today. We'll see what happens if there's. I mean, I, I when they did the wreck yesterday, I said, "Well, this." I'm telling you, it, it was PR. So no, that's the first thing I thought. I mean, yeah. I don't think they meant to hurt anybody in the audience because no. the damn car busted up into a million pieces and threw garbage into the yeah. stands. And and nobody. And of course, did. this that race on Saturday only had about half the number of people that the race today will have. Right, right. But eh, I think it was PR. <laughs> How bad are we? Yeah, we are bad. But yeah. this is—I mean, we, this is, we, we we This is this it. When well, we, we've done this show long enough to, to know distrust everything. everything. Yeah. And when 33 crops up twice?
1: Yep. You, you got to know. And, oh, by the way, you don't have to email me, email me anymore and tell me that was the age Jesus was crucified. Like, okay, yeah, I, I think we've done the, the research on 33. And, yes, I know Club 33 in Disneyland and the Freemasons. I know. I, I, I got it.
0: Thank I've you. been to Club 33 twice.
1: Yeah. Well, you've also been to the, the that thing in the woods where you eat babies.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we what, had a couple of babies. Uh, what uh, what is that thing called again? Bohemian Grove. Yeah,
1: you've been out there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's my point. Well, I've been out there. Leo Laporte's been out there, and he gave a speech.
1: Hello, everybody. And he's doing. He's doing quite well. So maybe you should have given a speech anyway thank you so much to our executive producer and our associate executive producers uh, this is highly appreciated you know that this is a real credit you can go on to IMDB you can join the producers Guild of America uh, you can try and, and get laid with it you know uh, I I do know some guys who actually have tried and, and gotten away with hey man I produced that show man yeah uh, he didn't want proof I and mean, look at my IMDB uh, if you have any, if there's any problem, you can always uh, call us. We'll vouch for you, unlike all those phonies in, Ho- in Hollywood. And of course, we'd like to thank everyone who goes out and does one simple thing, which is propagate the formula. Our formula is this: we go out, we hit people
2: in the mouth.
0: Order. 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 Hey, citizens!
8: Shut up, slaves.
0: I want to remind people to go slash na slash na no agenda show and no agenda nation have buttons you can click on and you should get to some donation page or other.
1: Yeah. And keep it short people. Remind me that you're donating to support the show and not, you know, just to have some monkey boy dance over here. Uh, so uh, back to drone uh, drone nation stuff. In fact, uh, yeah, there's so much today I think we should uh, we should do a little bit of our track.
4: The drone.
1: So, first of all, uh, on the very same day we had our program, our previous program, Lindsey Graham, Republican senator. Senator? Is he a senator or or a congressman? I think he's a senator, isn't he?
0: I think he is, too. Yeah.
1: He comes out.
0: confirm that.
1: He comes out and says uh, 4,700 people have been killed by a drone. (laughs) Like, wow. You know, this is like one of the most secretive numbers ever. And no one's supposed to know about, you know, how many people have actually been killed. Uh, in fact, as we're about to hear from former CIA director Hayden, uh, the CIA still doesn't even officially recognize or acknowledge they have a drone program. But here's Lindsey Graham. And this, of course, sent the compromise news media into a tizzy because, you know, they've got to, you know, they've, they've, they've got to work on the, the, the right propaganda. They got to tone that down. So who do you call? Well, your buddies at the. Council of Foreign Relations, Erin Burnett, or Burnett as we call her here in Texas.
5: Republican Senator Lindsey Graham told an audience in Easley, South Carolina yesterday that, quote, 4,700 people have been killed in American drone strikes, but he didn't disclose his source. Now, total numbers on drone deaths, to the consternation of many, are closely held by the U.S. government. So this seemed like a big headline. AFP released a story that many media outlets then picked up, writing that, quote, it was the first time a politician or any government representative had referred to a total number of fatalities in drone strikes. Well, it might have been the first time, except that when we called Senator Graham's office, turns out he was getting his numbers from a public source, he said, the Bureau of Investigative Journalism.
1: Oh, which he said with such a snide comment, snide, condescending voice. Well,
0: This this is just counties. You he doesn't really it. know. He doesn't know what's could going
1: on. Could be more. Could Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not the vibe she gave us, but it could be more. So could we've got more. we've got all of these senators and uh, well, I have a congressman here uh, just coming out with all kinds of crazy talk. Now, no, wait, wait,
0: is, let's stop for a second and, and go over that what she just because what she's, it doesn't mean he was wrong by any means and she never said he was. No, but she—the it was the tone. She implied that it was, it that was the he, delivery. Source is not good information, which is exactly. bull crap.
1: Yeah, well, because I'm you know, you're, if you're not CNN and you don't have Jeff Zucker running the show, then clearly you're no good.
0: Anyway, I'm sorry. No, that she's a, no, getting that's... more annoying by the minute.
1: But you know what? We so, you know what's crazy about that is that the more annoying she gets, the hotter she gets. This is this is <laughs> to really, you. This is no, no, no. The, the, her butt is significantly smaller. Her look at her waist. Her waist is just like whoosh, it's like you know it's really. And by the way, I'm only speaking as a television producer here. I'm not you know not talking oh, about
0: producer mode. Okay, I'm going to do that. Mode. Yeah, hold on. What I just, still need to work on her hair. uh She has a yeah. snide look that needs to be toned down a little bit. Well, She's not going to work here, in the morning.
1: Here's the problem.
0: She's she, not going to work in the morning.
1: The most, no, no, she's not going to work in the morning if they dress her like this. She always wears this shimmering, shiny type of top, which, by the way, is very modern, very hip. It's what all the girls in L.A. are wearing. Uh, it's also what you know the the beautiful women in Austin wear it. But it's it it's, that's not what we want to see on television. Certainly not in the morning. We you know it needs to be just you know it needs to be tailored tight.
0: It needs to be Megan Kelly.
1: Yeah, and it needs to be, yeah, you need to have a real neckline. I mean, that's, yeah, right. Megan Kelly. I'm sorry, you, you nailed it, John. That's what it has to be, if you want to be successful in the morning. And by the way, she's out now, our our buddy at CNN there. Uh, what's her name? Our, our friend whose name we can never remember. Solanad?
0: Yeah, she's out. Yeah, she's done.
1: Yeah, but the, but she'll remain. Uh, she has her own production company and she'll make specials. This is like the kiss of death.
0: <laughs> that is yeah.
3: totally
6: the kiss. That's like a hiatus.
1: Yeah, you'll get. Uh, it's
3: yeah. code for you're
0: through. You're
1: screwed. Get out. Find
0: local, local TV. You'll get a nice job as an anchor woman yeah. on some local news show.
1: Yeah, go get
0: pregnant. Right, it's totally that.
1: <laughs> that's that's exactly that's how the meeting well, she went.
0: She already ran through the whole. She ran through the gamut. She went. She was a super. Going to be the super's next big thing at NBC. Yep. They started yep. off at MSNBC. They're going to push her up. She failed because yep. there's a better looking multicultural woman that came around, and she just blew everybody. Who was it?
1: Who who was better? I can't than remember them. her
0: name. She's on now. She is absolutely. She's so far above everybody else. It's ridiculous. She's gorgeous. She's slick she 's amazing and she's and she just looks network, she feels network she 's perfect, so then Soledad got bounced around i 'll get that woman 's name later that Soledad bounced around and then they finally she, you know they kept trying her to do this and that because she's she's got the kind of a look they're looking for and but she just never she doesn't i don't know if she's not welcome hey wait a minute we,
1: john like stop 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 meeting 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 right now, are we crazy we're doing this we're sending her in the wrong direction. She needs to look like Adele. Right, she should fatten up. Fatten up, that's right. Beautiful. Like, that's right, but you still need the plunging send, send neckline. a bill,
0: I mean. Send him <laughs> a bill for this consultant.
1: <laughs> this is... You need to fatten up. You need It needs to be tight. You know, she just needs to be much thicker, but the boobs have to, like... Because Adele, you look at Adele, she's got plunging neckline. And you got to talk a little skankier.
0: They had a thing that was either on 60 Minutes or one of these big news programs where they had some i don't know what how to call it plus size model yes
1: yes very gorgeous
0: yeah of woman, course beautiful huge hips yeah and they were promoting and she was the one this woman was the one that was behind the naples thing where they're trying to get skinny models off the runway because yeah they're, yeah, they're, yeah 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 amphetamines and yeah, it's hurting cause, the cause heroin yeah, market c- yeah. like <laughs> it's hurting the heroin market yeah exactly yes
1: <laughs> all right um anyway that's our advice for today are you still there
0: yeah, okay. it's, it's nice quiet it's
1: connected we So actually, as I actually, because you said she's on right now, and I looked back behind to my telescreen there, and I have, and I saw friggin' former CIA uh, guy Hayden is now doing the rounds. So I got a thing from C-SPAN which I want to get to, but first, the what I think the reason why he is uh, walking around uh, all the TV shows now, is because we've got all these senators and congressmen coming out and talking crap they shouldn't be talking about. Here's Mike Rogers uh, with uh, the original Adele of CNN, uh, Candy Crowley.
6: Yes or no, from yeah. you, it's the question about drones and the use of them targeting Americans overseas. Alawaki, uh, known terrorist but an American citizen as well as his son, were killed. You have talked about oversight. You think there's plenty of oversight for this drone program. Were you told in advance? of those two killings?
2: Uh, for the planning purposes of uh, airstrikes against uh, terrorists and enemy combatants overseas, yes.
6: These specific men?
2: Uh, if they're, if people make the target list, we know that in advance uh, there is appropriate oversight. And then how sure. we target those individuals changes from day to day. But airstrikes is certainly a part of that.
1: So apparently they knew about it. They were told if you're on the kill list, then a little little bike messenger goes up to the hill to Congress. Hey, everybody, I got today's kill list. It's Tuesday. All right, let's see who's on the list. Oh, looks good to me, American. Yeah, looks good to me. What do you say, John? Looks good to
0: me. Yeah, looks good. Let's looks just good. kill him.
1: So Rand Paul, of course, uh, is not having any of this, and uh, he is the senator from uh, Kentucky, son of uh, Ron Paul. Who I'm not a huge fan of Rand Paul, and I think that he is mocking. Mocking, and I'm not. I'm. I, I have. I, man, I, this guy bugs me. I'm, he well, said,
0: he's got a funny look. He's got, he's got. He's like one of those guys with two sets of, of uh, eyelashes. He
1: needs to fatten up like Adele. Otherwise,
0: if he fattened up like Adele, he'd have it made.
1: So he's basically like taking our material and and doing it on CNN.
6: Well, you know, the the idea that you get a trial before a jury and a judge if you're accused of a crime is something that we've had in our history, through English history as well as U.S. history, for 800 years. It's a very important part of the Bill of Rights due process. So what we're talking about is not killing someone with a grenade launcher on their shoulder. We're talking about someone eating at a cafe in Boston or in New York, and a hellfire missile comes uh, (laughs) raining in on them, there should be an easy answer from the administration on this. They should say, absolutely no, we will not kill Americans in America without an accusation, a trial, and a jury. And I'm not talking about people engaged in lethal force. I'm talking about people sitting in a cafe having coffee. That's what's being... People like this are being killed around the world. We should not do this in America, and it's inexcusable that the administration will not answer absolutely no, we will not do this.
1: So it's true what he's saying is, you know, cause we even heard the president himself on the fireside hangout at the Google saying, you know, not saying that he wouldn't kill Americans uh, in America.
0: Yeah, in fact this is the big news this week because apparently this question has been asked over and over of both Brennan and Obama and Brand Paul came out and says he is going to filibuster.
1: Yes, he's going to stop Bre- and by the way, I think Brennan is the devil. And and the and the you, arm You know, he sure looks like oh. it. And the armed forces of uh, of the United States military are do, are they want him not uh, they want him out. They they hate this guy because he's responsible for military personnel dying. He stopped the uh, the the rescue attempts at Benghazi. And everyone knows this. this is, but no, everyone's too pussy to come out and say it. Rand Paul's too pussy to say it. John McCain's too pussy to say it. It's just a big bunch of pussies. Pussy, pussy, pussy. So then we have former CIA uh, director Hayden. And he was a CIA director during the Bush administration, I think 2005, like three years or whatever. Um, and he's on C-SPAN. He's being interviewed by a former CNN uh, prostitute. And it's at the Washington Institute. You know, with what, what the Washington Institute, just one of these drinking clubs, you would call it. Yeah,
0: another drinking
1: club. Yeah. But this is wonderful stuff because C-SPAN... Um, uh, you know, broadcast this in its entirety. And by the way, here's a tip for you, producers. One of our producers, a very kindly, if you go to cspanvideo.org, c-spanvideo.org, uh, when you when you see one of these CSPAN um, um, either interviews or something, you know, whatever it is, you can clip, you can make clips in their interface. And you can label these clips. You can put comments in, and it's really funny because this producer uh, and I had seen the thing live as it was taking place. I'm like, oh, I got to go back and find some clips for uh, for Sunday. And he went in, he created a couple of clips. Some some were way too long. You know, I'm looking for one minute clips, and so I couldn't use the really long ones. But he labeled them, you know, like Hayden lying bastard and all this stuff. It's really (laughs) funny. So I'm sure that'll get removed eventually. But you can you can really help the show by going into C-SPAN, creating the clips, sending me the link. Uh, and then all I have to do is just record the clips. So it's, it's very, very helpful when you do this. It's very helpful because they have um, the closed captions. You know, they have the transcript that rolls along. C- the C-SPAN website is, besides the video player being a piece of crap, otherwise is very, very helpful for the program. So first we have to have Hayden deny that the drone program even exists. The
2: role in the CIA's drone program? The
7: fact that CIA does or does not have a drone program has never been confirmed or denied by my government, and I am not about to start tonight. <laughs> he, he talked
0: about it on that C-SPAN show. He, he discussed it openly.
7: No, this is the C-SPAN show.
0: But no, he, no, not that one. The one where they had the three goofballs up there trying to get out of getting accused of No, No,
1: no, he's discussing it, but he will not admit that the CIA runs it. Mm. This is a very important distinction. But the and, way
0: he denies it stinks.
1: But what stinks more is the elitist cocksuckers Who are sitting there laughing Oh, that's so funny From the most transparent government in the universe
2: (laughs) What was your advice As to the government's drone
7: program? (laughs) Um, Kill them, I say That we were faced with an unconventional enemy Who rejected both Westphalia The fact that states do this And Geneva Rejected Geneva for us actually rejected Geneva for them, saying that all their adherents were were true combatants. We're faced with an unprecedented circumstance, with the citizens of the republic at risk. And therefore, the targeted killing program that has proceeded over two incredibly different administrations, um, I think, fits all the squares of lawful, appropriate, and effective. Lawful,
0: appropriate, and effective. That's, that's the that, – it fits. Yeah, Law- get the lawful part and try to prove that one. Show us the memo. So um,
1: he had to – so he went to Europe, and he had to present his same case about it being lawful, appropriate. He went to Europe? And effective, yes. And
0: they didn't grab him?
1: Well, this was uh, apparently when he was still CIA director, so I guess he had his hoods, and he was protected. And so I want to play this clip because the Europeans, of course, totally disagree with – the whole drone program, but the humor this guy uses, which is of a vile sexual undertone, not even an undertone. It is so dumb, but it shows you how these elitist shits actually think.
7: So I go to the German embassy in the spring of 2007. Germans are in the chair of the EU. So the German ambassadors got all the ambassadors to the United States from the EU countries, there for lunch. All right. So they're, they're doing a European huddle. That's sports metaphor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh-huh. They're doing a European hoe.
7: <laughs> nobody what he said?
0: Yeah. I couldn't hear it. And
1: then he says that's a sports metaphor. <laughs>
0: oh, geez.
1: So because, of course, what they actually do... Just I
0: mean, advice to everybody. If you're not a comedian, don't do comedy.
1: And But if you're a politician who spends the majority of his time traveling abroad buying hookers, don't make jokes about it. Because I'm, I'm accusing you now, Hayden, of doing that for this lame-ass joke, um,
7: and, and and the douche knuckle audience. Ugh. They have an American come in to be the luncheon entertainment. Okay. So I gave a speech, and I figured, hey, got good friends here. Let's have a little fun. Let's talk about renditions, detentions, interrogations. <laughs>
9: right.
7: I mean, it, this
1: is his, this is his dinner speech, by the way, that they pay him a uh, hundred thousand dollars for. I'm sure.
0: I don't think he's got that level, but it's possible.
1: Fifty, at least fifty. Fifty,
0: yeah, 50, fifty minimum. I agree with that.
1: And he'll just, yeah, and he won't even. He'll just stand up and just talk and walk around the the table, and he'll do the shtick and because right, right. he's Stay so high. yeah, yeah. Fifty grand for sure. Shake some hands.
7: No, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to be flip, but but it was I wanted them to understand our thinking. All right. Now, now I know they didn't agree with our thinking, but I wanted them to understand it. I had a great speech writing staff, but this is one I really. Did a lot of work on my own. Oh, okay. you did some work. it's age two or three, I said to the gathered European diplomats, let me tell you what I believe, my agency believes, my government believes, and I believe my nation believes. We are a nation at war. We're at war with al-Qaeda and its affiliates. This war is global in scope. And the only way I can fulfill the, my legal and moral responsibilities to my citizens is to take this fight to that enemy wherever they may be. Four sentences. War, al-Qaeda, global, take the fight. There wasn't another country in the room who agreed with War, them.
1: al-Qaeda, global, take the fight. That's the four sentences. That's his entire, entire PowerPoint, by the way.
7: They not only rejected those four sentences for them, they did not believe in the legitimacy of those four sentences for us. And so this yay or nay on targeted killings and drone strikes is rooted in the national perception of what is going on here.
10: Ah,
1: I'm sorry. It's about the perception. This is why he's out there. It's all about the psychological perception of killing people with drones.
7: Our national perception, again, endorsed by two incredibly different presidents, is that we are at war and that we can use the laws, not the unlawfulness, but the laws of armed conflict to defend our citizens. <laughs> and, and so there we now, All right. That's kind of narrowly legal. That's kind of focused only on effectiveness. There is a broader issue. There is a very important issue of the long-term effects of our actions, even if they are legitimate and effective.
1: So then he goes into the whole <clears throat> blowback thing, etc. But but this is, I think, the best explanation anyone has done about what is really going on here is um, the necessity to convince the public, not just the American public, but the global public, that we are at war... And this is why, you know, of course, it doesn't compute. And we always say, oh, well, we've decimated Al-Qaeda. But there's still the affiliates and the <clears throat> adherents, another fantastic word. The supporters. Uh, so, yeah, the fans. Fan base. <laughs> the fan base, the fan club. <laughs> it's like Taylor Swift's fan club. They have a newsletter, all of this stuff. So then, of course, uh, we'll wrap this up with him uh, explaining, because um, uh, you know, we've been expecting something like the FISA court, um, where you'll have some judge who will be appointed by the president who will rubber stamp in the FISA court as the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, where it's like, oh, we can legally wiretap you and listen to you and bug your your bedroom and your bathroom because you might be talking to you know some foreign agent. Like I talk to foreigners all the time, like you know who live in foreign countries, so I'm probably bugged. Um, we'll have a, a judge rubber stamp the use of uh, drones, and uh, that'll be enough. That's the oversight. But no, 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 no. The true way we're going to go, I think, is revealed in this uh, bit by Hayden.
7: Knows what the correct course of action should be. I'm going to do a couple of other questions
2: from the audience, and then I'm going to invite you to go to the microphone if you want
1: to ask. I'm sorry, I should have clipped this part out.
2: And let's mix it up a little bit here. It was a How do you shield feel, this is from George from the School of Media and Public Affairs. How do you feel about the use of drones to kill American citizens without a tro- proper trial by jury?
7: Um, I'm okay. <laughs> You're okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Now, I'm all good. I'm okay legally. I'm okay operationally. But I also know, you made some references to my previous lives and controversial programs. I, I also know that a narrow base of lawfulness and even effectiveness are not sufficient in the American political system for our democracy to do anything for a long period of time. You can get away with the one off with narrow. Legalness, lawfulness, and effectiveness.
1: Which is exactly what's happening right now. It's like we got away with Al Alaki and the other guy, and I will throw in his son. He was a, sick, he was a waste. Sixteen year olds, the teenagers are a pain in the ass, pimply bastards. So we blew that kid up. So now the base is not there anymore. So what are we going to do?
7: But if you're gonna do it sustained, right? Woo! You do need political consensus. And so um, although I think the administration has been correct, right, I do think it needs to be a bit more open, and it's trying to do that. The president made the promise in the same speech you just played the clip from to be more transparent with this, so that we can have the adult public discussion about this, adult. And so that there's a comfort Should level. There be a judicial review? No, no. Um, this is not this is not the business of courts. This is armed conflict. This belongs in the hands of the two political branches. So then what should you have? Well,
0: then declare war, you
7: douchebag. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're asking for an idea? Yeah. Yeah. Um, A commission, all right? Um, Seven people, Uh four from the Congress, two from each party, three from the executive branch. They review all the... (laughs) And a keg of beer and five lines of blow. ...this activity. They don't pre-approve it. They review it, and they report to both political branches with their findings. And if you pick the right people... You know prominent Americans that people trust.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, Immelt. Put Immelt on there. Who else we going to put on the on the board, uh, John, on the kill panel? I think Immelt. Yeah,
0: Immelt would be good. How about Gates? Uh, Bill Gates. I think Zuckerberg. Would Zuckerberg. Be Zuckerberg
1: is the guy. That's Zuck. The, Zuck. Zuck the drone. <laughs> secretary Powell. Uh, oh Powell. Secretary Perry. I mean, who's Secretary Perry? Se- Perry. We, we secretary Perry. Perry is Secretary of what?
7: or get it, Folks of impeccable credentials, um, that would give you an extra degree of oversight that might give our political structure confidence that as tough as this is, as as troubling as it might be, it's needed at least for now. All
1: right, so that is, uh, I believe that is the way we're going to go, is uh, seven people on the board. We'll have Zuckerberg on there. We get uh, Immelt. Uh, maybe not Immelt. Maybe we need uh, someone a little more, I uh, Colin Powell, I think, I think he's played out. I don't think he's the right guy anymore.
0: No, he's 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 done.
1: Who's Secretary Perry?
0: I don't know. There's a one. There was a Secretary of Defense Perry, but I can't seem to find any com. William I'm looking, Perry. Looking, looking, William Perry. That would be William Perry. Well, maybe it is. William. Maybe they're yeah. talking about William. Perry. because well, yeah, they, they yeah. keep giving their old titles like, you know, they, they still talk about President Clinton. Right.
4: He's the, right. Mr.
0: President. He's not the president anymore. Why do they right. do that? Right. It's like some sort of right. what are we the British Empire? And you have all these honorary things. You've been, you know, you've been uh, the queen. So you're always the queen. Yeah. Well, I guess you would be in that case. But just beside the point, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's, he's not a president anymore. Former president. Yeah, so but they Perry, still
1: call him president. Yeah, Perry was under Bill Clinton. Oh, okay, I get it. Uh, that very guy. Fun. Yeah, so they want to have one Secretary of Defense who was Republican, one who was. So we're going to balance it. It's going to be fair and balanced. But I, I think, I think Zuckerberg is great because that'll get the the kids. And by the way, it's not a pre approval; it's after the fact. So you, the drone goes, the uh, the citizen gets droned, and then they have oversight. Like, oh, was that a fair kill? Yeah, I guess that was fair. We'll have a little meeting. Bringing the beer, seven people, so we can never have a split vote. Someone's always the. It's like the the. It's like a Supreme Court, I guess. Su- Supreme Court of drone death by drone. We need. Yeah. To, how about Barbara Walters?
0: Yeah, put her on there, or or or, or the uh, what's her name? The has been that ended up on current TV. Uh, Joy, Behar. <laughs> Joy Behar.
1: No, no, no. The meeting will go on forever. No, not Joy Behar. We want to get in and out. We don't want to be sitting around forever in this stupid meeting. No, I think Zuck is great. Uh, we need someone with standing. Someone, you know, someone. Hmm. Well, we'll work on that,
4: obviously.
1: And you're up to date with Drone Nation, everybody, here on the best podcast in the universe in the morning.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. That was a good segment, I have to say. We have to do that more often.
1: Well, we should. uh, We'll burn this on NoAgenda CDs. I think NoAgendaCD.com is uh, is doing a lot. Yeah, there's just a thing on drones would be a good little CD. I think it would get a kick out of
0: it. And you can throw it like a drone after you're done. See if you can cut someone's head off if you're good. (laughs) So I would take a. So I have just a one. I want to get back on the Pope thing for a second. Yeah, let's get on the Pope. I just got this one little clip which just dropped in a new little bomb. And apparently, the the, uh, the Italian media is going after this yeah, the heard Pope this. quitting in a big way. I'm and glad this you is kind got of a an clip. Interesting little summary. Yeah, I'm okay. glad you got a clip.
5: Pope Benedict XVI praying with cardinals <laughs> on the last day of Lenten religious services. But outside that spiritual haven, a storm is brewing. The Vatican is lashing out at the Italian media for a string of what they call quote defamatory, falsified reports.
2: It is deplorable that as we draw closer to the time of the
1: beginning of the conclave and the cardinal electors will be held in conscience and before God to freely indicate their choice, that there be a widespread distribution of often unverified, unverifiable, completely false news stories.
5: Italian newspapers in recent days have suggested a secret dossier prepared for the Pope by three cardinals who investigated leaked Vatican documents in 2012. The report alleges a series of scandals involving sex money and power even suggesting a quote shadowy gay lobby in the Vatican. There's speculation in the Italian media that the content of the dossier is what caused Pope Benedict to resign.
1: This is not about suing and legal action right now it's a call to truthfulness and authenticity of the journalism profession which is very important.
5: The Pope has said he doesn't have quote the strength of mind and body to continue his role (laughs) but the next pontiff will still have to navigate a minefield of controversy including sex abuse within the church allegedly covered up.
0: I would say you can't evangelize if the if the house isn't in order.
5: The three cardinals who investigated the leaked documents are expected to meet with Pope Benedict on Monday. Meanwhile the pontiff will hold his final
0: Sunday blessing tomorrow. <laughs> Pedo Bear! Now, there's an interesting thing about this, this guy says. Obviously, they need the uh, Curry Dvorak Consulting Company to straighten out their group. PR efforts. Group, it's group. You don't say the following, the guy says. He says, this, these reports from these newspapers, they're either unverified, unverifiable or completely false, <laughs>
1: which, in other words, they're true. You just can't prove it. They're true, <laughs> except
0: there's, it's like there's unverifiable ones. I mean, there, in other words, most of them are true. There is a couple false items in here, but the, for the most part, <laughs>
1: you're you're right on the money.
0: <laughs> you're right on the money, but you can't use this because it's not fair because you can't verify it. So they got it from uh, you know sources in the Vatican. So. I thought the gay cabal was interesting because I've run into, uh, I've,
1: I've heard this, this theory I've heard as well. The gay cabal. Yeah. Go ahead. Wait, tell, tell me who well, you are into. Well, I mean, into. you know, this is
0: not just the gay cabal, the, the, the lesbian cabal that's in the Department of Homeland Security that we've talked about on the show, uh, with the, which <clears> has <throat> been getting, you know, apparently harassing men mercilessly and, uh, but any cabal, I mean, any time a group, any sort of group gets a, a kind of a foothold, in a an hold organization. In a, yeah,
1: it, it, it's horrible. Tall people, Rampant. Tall yeah.
0: people cabal. You see, you go to an organization, everyone's tall. Yep. Or you go to like go to the offices of the offices of Oracle. There's not a woman in there that's not like a you know some gorgeous not model,
1: beautiful. And because they used to be my client, all of the men are total douchebags.
0: Yeah. And they're all like, hey, look at that skirt. (laughs) Beauty in the douchebag. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, it's culture. It's culture. So so it's a, yeah, it's a corporate culture thing. So you get a a foothold in an organization, any organization, the government, obviously, which we have at DHS or uh, the church, a huge operations, massive. Yeah. Uh, you end up with people hiring their buddies or hiring people they like or, you know, I like the, I like the way you look or, hey, he's he's one of us. Yeah, or like, uh, like uh, pedophiles. And you end up with a
1: disaster. Yeah. Yeah, this is what happened to the Justice Department in the Netherlands with all the pedophiles running around. Yeah, there you exactly. go. Exactly. They hire their buddies and then you're all blackmailing each other about what you do, whether it's harassing men, harassing women. You know, stealing, doing drugs, whatever.
0: Apparently nobody in the Catholic Church was blackmailing anybody. They were just wink, winking.
1: <laughs> well, it's
0: and the church. So, I mean this this cardinal and uh, that's the United States uh, for his name Murray or whatever it is. The guy they don't want going back there to vote is one of the worst case scenarios. That guy and um, oh, anyway, so. is the guy who uh, who
1: covered up? Did he cover up?
0: Yeah, he covered up like two hundred of things and the new cardinal that came in said he was a, even said he was a douchebag. He shouldn't even be in the
1: <laughs> Cardinal Douchebag. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Cardinal douchebag of California. Um, according to the ITCCS.org, which is the International Tribunal of into Crimes of Church and State <laughs> which is uh it seems like a real uh spiffy outfit. They say Pope Benedict resigned to avoid arrest and seizure of church wealth by
0: Easter. Cardinal Mahoney's his name. Mahoney, right? Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, so, they're, so they're saying that
1: uh, diplomatic note was issued to the Vatican just prior to the Pope's resignation. Um, because I don't know. Yes, yeah. you know what? I I don't know. I really don't know. I
0: I well we'll find out in the, with, with the Italian maybe we'll media, it never, we'll keeps never on find this. out. We'll,
1: and by the way, the we'll Italian slaves are voting today.
0: Yeah. Yeah, They I hope vote they today. vote that comedian's buddies in.
1: You know, I've heard things about Beppe Grillo which is not so good. That this guy is actually a shill and uh, under the guise of ha 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 ho ho he's going to bring in so much austerity, people will be, you know, just dying on the street.
0: Um that so yeah, I Yeah, that doesn't sound that doesn't ring Right. Doesn't sound right. What do you mean? Well, I mean, if he's going to be promising one thing and he delivers something completely the opposite, well, it would be see. like Obama, and they'd <laughs> run
1: him out. It would never happen. Yeah, they'd run him out. They'd drone him. And and Berlusconi, I think I'm telling you, Berlusconi still has a shot.
0: No. We'll yeah we'll see. Yes, have his followers. Yeah. Well, he's got the media is what
1: he has. Yeah, and, he owns. He it. owns everything. So, but uh, the, the rule in uh, Italy is you know they have no publishing on polls. Etc. Um, because, uh, before, uh, you know, obviously that influences people, which is a good rule to have, especially if you've got one guy owning all the media. But that's kind of what, what we should have here in America. We don't have that. We have, you know, the media all owned by one corporation or two, and uh, we just incessantly uh, publish all kinds of polls and bull crap and lies. It's just what we do. Um, I think there's, there's another vote somewhere. I think Cyprus is voting today. Uh, there's several uh several votes going on, but uh Um Good luck to uh to everybody over there in uh I, uh Ital- Italia Euroland. Uh, you'll get what you deserve. Um not really covered here in the United States of Gitmo Nation, the protest in Madrid. Did you see that? Did you see the pictures of that?
0: Oh yeah, huge, huge. <laughs> the Spanish are just going uh, ballistic. They've yeah. been protesting left and right. Millions of people. Essentially, they will not cover it in the United States. They don't want to give anybody any ideas because, in fact, if you look at the shadow stats guy out of San Francisco and what he says is going on with the unemployment rate, mm-hmm. which which the government figures show it slowly dropping. He's, his main number, the shadow stat number, is still going up. It's almost at 25% right now. True unemployment in the United yeah, States, which is about what it is in Spain.
1: Uh, only if this, these are mainly young people who
0: are at 50%. Oh, they're at 50 or 60%. 50%, yeah, they're, they're absolutely yeah, exposed. Just, just crazy. But we have this. We probably have a number like that for young people. We just don't get, have anyone with the guts to publish it.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we do. Um you know, it's funny, you know, so so many people just come by and, and young people like, hey, you know, you know, they see us moving in. Hey, can I help out? You know, 12 bucks an hour. I'll do whatever you want. Which is uh, better than minimum wage. What's this?
2: Minimum wage. <laughs>
1: I'd forgotten about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's they might be giants who I will be interviewing on stage here at South by Southwest. Those guys
0: is is that is that from one of their songs?
1: Yes. Oh yeah, those guys are very funny. They were kind of like way ahead of their time. Still are. They're probably ten years older than I am now. I don't know how old they are. It might be. Um, So anyway, so you see a lot of they actually
0: might be tall too.
1: No, they may might be giants, but I don't think they're tall. Hey
4: in the morning. Um
1: uh, so we have very low unemployment in Texas. Uh but I will say that the it's not like you know people aren't gonna get no golden watch in twenty years. You know, this is gigs. People are running around doing stuff, jumping from here to there. Uh food trucks. Man, we we got the food trucks right nearby on South Congress.
0: Food trucks are all over the country. They've taken off like wildfire so- because people can't afford to open a real restaurant some of the food trucks in fact a lot of these shows on discovering america are about food Food trucks and food trucks which i I, you know i think really began with the taco truck on the west coast and then evolved into the food truck which is also big in europe apparently uh are guys with one one or two specialties and they can sell these things and actually make a good living once they get to pay off the truck which is about a hundred thousand dollars
1: well, so uh we went to the, there's a right off South Congress, right near uh the cross street is like Monroe across from the South Congress cafe. There's a kind of like a playground and there's, I'd say eight or nine food trucks. One of them is actually, I love this because we saw this happen in San Francisco. It's a yellow container. It's literally just a container. They've cut out a door, cut out a little hole for the chimney and they're just selling uh grilled cheese. And, and the line is off the hook. So I've been thinking.
0: By know, by the way, yes. I was watching one of these things. Did you know the grilled cheese sandwich was actually an invention uh, during the Great Depression? Oh, that was a cheap way to eat dinner. There you go. And when you send the pictures, when that guy, one of our producers sent us a photo they took at the store of all the mac (laughs) and cheese boxes. Yeah. yeah. On many of them, it says mac and cheese dinner.
1: But do you see where I'm going with this, John? Yeah. I'm telling you, we're going to do food trucks, right? We'll just do, we're going to do real simple containers. Yellow, it's the mac and cheese.
4: Mac and cheese. Everybody deserves their mac and cheese. Slaves can get used to mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac
0: and cheese. macaroni and cheap cheddar melted together. Mac and cheese, mac and cheese.
1: Mac and I think we actually, cheese. we actually say it that way. We have mac and cheese, Curry dvorak Consulting's mac and cheese, cheap macaroni and cheap cheddar melted together. Yum, <laughs> yum. Or just do LG hashtag LGY. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a bonanza, John. They're standing in line for the freaking for the grilled cheese. Can you imagine if we actually did mac and cheese?
0: We ha- oh, across from the, in San Francisco is that American Grilled Cheese Company or whatever yes! it's called. Yes,
1: it's, it's a bonanza. The place was
0: packed for people that were eating. Essentially, let's let's get it real now. Bread depression food <laughs>
1: depression food. But am and for seven bucks. They're paying seven bucks for depression food. We Yeah, can, it's unbelievable. I'm telling you, mac and cheese, and we'll throw in some bits of bacon. Yeah, as a specialty, and you and you yeah. give it on a. Add pay- bacon a dollar. <laughs> That's a big size. Add bacon. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a this is a. I have not seen a mac and cheese food truck, and if we ever want to really make it rich. This is the way to go because I was talking to the girls at the dosa truck, which is quite tasty. But dosa, have you ever had a dosa?
0: I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: It's like it's like a mattress, like a you know, like the the foam rubber on the inside of a mattress. So that's they kind of put some goop in there with some rice and then some chutney, and it's gluten free and whatever. Did, oh, here it is. D O S A dosa. Yeah,
0: there's some images. It's like a uh like a burrito
1: yeah but but the burrito thing is like mattress foam kind of like uh what's the what's the restaurant uh, that you eat with your hands that's where where people are starving in that country uh Morocco no no other other country where like B-I- Hawaii no B- <laughs> I want to say it, not uh oh come on not Vietnam.
0: Uh, I'm uh, looking at this thing, so you get up you get this big piece of whatever the hell it is it's got something in it yeah it's, and it's, got it's three mattress things foam. To dip in you get the dip you get
1: yeah, some yeah, dips. yeah yeah yeah. hey, oh, good idea from the chat room we can do mac and cheese with spam,
0: you could add spam yeah yeah
1: add 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 spam two dollars.
0: Okay, dosa is a fermented crepe or pancake made from rice batter and black lentils. It's,
1: it's not. It's, an it's indigenous
0: it's, and a stable. It's mattress foam. In southern India.
1: It's mattress foam. And it's Ethiopia. In India and Thank you, tight, uh, tight end. It's
0: popular in Sri Lanka.
1: Ethiopia is what I was th- If you go to an Ethiopian oh, Ethiopia. restaurant and you get that same mattress foam, because you don't have utensils at the Ethiopian restaurant.
0: Oh yeah, I've had this 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 dish at a foam. at an Indian restaurant.
1: Right, foam. So anyway, um, so I think I think we got, I think this is there's a real business here for us.
0: Yeah, I think the mac and cheese truck could probably pack them in. I mean, it is the.
1: In fact, what are we waiting around for? I don't know. We should just get on the stick right. <laughs> Mickey's like Ethiopia. Thank you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> and Ethiopia. Don't you know where people are starving? It's
0: Ethiopia. Douche. They're always starving and eating. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they just don't move out. <laughs> <laughs> or eat some steak. Something like that.
10: I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on oh, No Agenda. Move out. In the
4: morning. Minimum
2: wage. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving that one. Well, hopefully our <laughs> listeners are above minimum wage. Uh, uh, we'll start with a few thank yous to Sir Jason Stevens in Las Vegas, uh, Lost Wages, Nevada, $111.11 without comment. Justin Fishin, he has a subscription, so he's giving us $111.11 commonly. Justin Fishin, uh, Cloquet, Minnesota, Minnesota Nuts, and he's not at $111.11. He wants a shot of Little Girl Yay Karma for you both.
4: Yay! You've got karma.
0: Uh, Dean Evans in Leicester, UK, just discovered the show a few weeks ago. He came in with $101. Just a few weeks ago, he just discovered the show and wants to give us value for value. For such nice. a great job you guys do. Thank you. Just watch. You know, we have people that have been watching from show one and they admit it and then they give us like, you know, they, they never give us anything. <laughs> also prompted me to use a domain I requested. to finally use a domain that he registered some time ago. A-hole, it's A-holes, <laughs> it's, it's A-H-O-L a- dot E-S. Wait, does that point to us?
1: Hold on, uh, a- no, I don't think yet. A-hole dot E-S, let me see.
0: It's a Spanish, that's a Spanish domain, but no. uh, it, it wouldn't necessarily get.
1: <laughs> oh, no, he has, he has a whole cool site here, it's the top ten A-holes.
0: Oh, and to spread the formula by highlighting A-holes around the
1: world. <laughs> oh, there we go, we've got a little banner right in the middle of his site, thank you. He's got a-holes, top ten a-holes. Number one, George W. Bush. Number two, L. Ron Hubbard. Number three, Pope Benedict the sixteenth. Number four, Mitt Romney. Number five, Sarah Palin. Number six, Lance Armstrong. Seven, Tom Cruise. Eight, David Cameron. Nine, Barack Obama. And ten, Pierce Morgan. I think we need work on the, I, I on the list. I would flip that
0: upside down. Yeah, yeah I
1: honestly. agree. I, I think your list is inverted.
0: Yeah, your list is wrong. But right?
1: anyway, no, thank you. This is a very nice thank you, and welcome to the family. Welcome to the no agenda producing family. Yeah, and he wants a karma to get the ball
4: rolling. There, you've got karma.
1: And uh, let me see, do we have any new a holes? Yeah, uh, Hayden.
0: Hayden should be on. Hayden. There.
1: Hayden should be on the list. I will think of. a uh, oh, Brennan? Cheney? I mean, Brennan. come on, come on, Brennan. I mean, O'Brennan. Oh, Brennan. Oh Brennan. John O Brennan. Yeah. yeah, please. Yeah,
0: no, These dead guys and other a holes yeah. don't yeah. It's meaningless. Uh, Sir Eric Bodenstab in Lauderdale, Minnesota, $100. No need to read this on the show. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> Love you. Mean it. He does it. No call-outs. No karma. Just a note of thanks, he says. He's just so proud he, he's just proud to like be a that.
1: knight. He says he's proud to be a knight.
0: He, is. he should be. Thank you. Anonymous in Randwick, New South Wales.
1: I think if someone's anonymous, you don't read the note.
0: Some anonymous people want you to read the note as anonymous. Okay. He said he had a deja vu moment recently. I said, I may have found a forerunner of the No Agenda show. This is kind of interesting. The show is thinking about media assassination from the 1890s.
1: Yeah, actually, I saw this email, and I went to get the book.
0: That's an old book by Hilaire Belloc, and according to J.C. Buzzkill Jr., this was a good friend of C.K. Chesterton and, I guess, Bernard Shaw. There's a group of these guys. It was like a little drinking club. Yeah, and I guess they were they were unhappy with the bullcrap media in 1890. <laughs> so we look back and this imagine, and we
1: go, imagine, I and
0: that changed? Nothing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but imagine they had to sit around. You know, they, I think they got to drink a lot more than we do.
0: Oh yeah, waiting I, for
1: the next newspaper other, to come yeah, out. You share
0: know. A, a beer.
1: Yeah, and you and I is like we do this twice a week, three hours each time.
0: Yeah, they probably only wrote a book every so often. Yeah. Oh, they, they published it. The Free Press is the name of the book from B-E-L-L-O-C, 1890s. It's probably available it's on, on Gu-
1: It's on Gutenberg. You can get it off. Oh, it's of- on Gutenberg. Just yeah. get the Gutenberg Project thing and download Gutenberg. to your Kindle.
0: Yep. And the book cites examples that are now little known, and f- which is probably, yeah, everything gets forgotten. We have to remind ourselves of some of the stuff we've we come do. up with. Yeah, we do. I,
1: I, so I I got the book. I ha- of course, we've been still unpacking boxes and you know setting up a shop here in the hideout. Uh, but it's on my reading list, so...
0: We'll get to it. Stockholm, New Jersey, Peter McConnell, 8888. Uh, Reading from Suzhou. Uh, 8888 in Chinese is pronounced ba-ba-ba. ba. Oh, well, we
1: pronounce it uh, like this.
0: It's also the Mandarin word for father, and we're expecting our first human resource in about three months. Little girl, yay, uh, karma, thank you.
9: Oh,
4: oh, this is very nice. Hold on a second. Wow! There you go. Rocking and rolling. You've got karma. There you go.
0: Shows the, uh, the the end of the Silk Road. They do all kinds of cool silk stuff there. If you wanted your portrait in silk, they'll make it. Yay. Yap Gielhud. Helhut. 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 Yellow hat is what that means. In Oudland. Oudlande. Audelanda. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah, very good. You are so getting late if
1: you ever go back to Holland.
0: 77. 70. Not
1: only was he a cute man, but he spoke the language as well.
0: Audelanda.
1: Audelanda.
0: For the love of Livia, who will be give her 31st birthday on 30, 27th, and for the love of the show for the both of us, um... And he has some suggestions on the notes. Yeah, he's got
1: climate gate LGY karma. We'll do that. Here
4: we go. To the gate, to the
3: gate, to the climate gate.
4: Wow! You've got karma.
0: Now, uh, we've got our segment here, which has shrunk down to two donors. Oh, good.
1: Good riddance to everybody.
7: <laughs> 69, 69, dude. I'm
1: telling you, it's like everyone's like, yeah, this is this is exactly, exactly the nightmare that I had about the donation segment. Is we'll tell everyone, hey man, we got to shorten this up, and everyone just is like, oh well, screw it, then I'm not going to donate. Oh, 69, that's annoyingly long. Boom, done. Thanks, John. This is, here we go. Great,
0: sir John. You said you didn't care. Sir John Tirada in Pasadena, California, sixty-nine, sixty-nine. I cheer up, Adam. And John is very contrary when I listen to him on D.H.M. Plug. Give karma to yourselves.
6: Yeah. All
4: right. You've got karma. It's exactly what I was afraid of.
0: And Andrew Wargo in Windham, Maine, sixty-nine, six, 69, 69. Andy, the AnCap, Windham, Maine. Greeting from Gitmo Nation, landlocked salmon. I've been a boner or a bonner, he says, since the summer of 2011, so please give me a douchebag. Douchebag. I heard a listener donate from the town next to mine, so I took it as a sign to donate to the best podcast in the universe. That's pretty cool. He's next door to me. You should do a meetup. Yeah, big meetup in Maine.
1: <laughs> here we are. Let's have a, a pizza.
0: Ah, uh, he's next door, but you can't get there from here. <laughs> value for value is the way of the future. Oh, well, well maybe, maybe uh-huh, not. Maybe. All right, he needs some job karma. All right, we'll give that to him.
4: And that wraps up. You've got karma.
7: That
1: wraps up
4: our segment.
7: 69! 69, 69,
4: dudes! <laughs> Chad
0: Adden in Clarendon Hills, Illinois, f- double nickels on the dime. Need some job karma so I can provide for my wife and five-month-old human resource. Keeping it short. Right on. Here's your karma. Hope it happens You've for you. You've got Karma. Christopher Walker, uh, fifty-five ten. Uh, Chris Ruddy, fifty-five ten. Uh, who was Chris Walker? I see I'm getting confused. No, okay. Chris.
1: No, Christopher Walker. And then Chris Ruddy.
4: Sir Chris. Chris Ruddy, and Sir then Crush.
0: Chris Witten. This makes. This is actually makes. It's weird that we'd have all these Chrises, like on this spreadsheet like this.
4: Oh. Coincidence? Chris,
0: I think not. And now that there was three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Whitten in Millboro, Virginia, it just says value for value. Private Huff in New Jersey, $5,492. Uh, the amount is 5492 because 33.33 times 33.33, 33 to the thir- 333 to the 333 power. No, it's to the power. So 3.33 to the power of 3.33 is 54.92. Longtime boner douchebag. I haven't donated since special episode 200, though I did miss about 200 episodes because I swore off politics.
1: <laughs> Poli- what's that? We don't do politics.
0: For the benefit of my sanity. Sadly, the last election cycle sucked, sucked me back into your world of pipelines, drones, mac and cheese. <laughs> can't believe adam brought up rex i can also not believe at the very same moment he did so i was making some changes to a rex script at work
1: (laughs) wait a minute what fabulous fortune 500 company is running on rex that's IBM.
0: <laughs> I'm a senior programmer at a large financial processing firm. Awesome. Such, awesome. such a shocking, mind-blowing coincidence could only be a sign from the Flying Spaghetti Monster.
1: <laughs> Which, yes, indeed, the Pastafarian religion people. People, I got several of these notes here. It always starts off like this. I can't believe I was surprised you didn't know about Pastafarianism. Well, I think we've discussed I, I
0: it on show. the show. the spaghetti monster. It had yeah. to be it. Yeah. He needs a de karma shot with a splash of a little gore. Yay. <laughs>
4: You've been de-douched. Yay! You've got karma.
0: Fernando Yan is in Arcadia, California, 50. Like some new job karma? I have a recommendation which you should send to. No agenda feedback. Or NA feedback at com.
1: You know when are uh, you been how long have you been on the internet? I mean how long have you been doing broadcasting? You know that people will not use this this is like it's like people never put the right subject line in they uh, never click on I the right thing
0: into the newsletter if they would just read no, their they, newsletter read that
1: they the, subscribe no, they read the newsletter and think, "Oh great, I'll send John a note about this 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 never works and, and a feedback
0: Kyle Bauer is our well la- give him he needs a week. Uh,
1: what does he need? Well, nothing. you got to read the note first.
0: No, I don't get to read the notes. Limit the $50 donation to 150 characters. should be 140 that you read on the air. For every additional 10 bucks, you get another 10 characters. That's a little different. It's not a bad idea. But it requires us actually counting. And that, that would constitute yeah, work. 10 in on them. They didn't even notice.
1: <laughs> if people would be trying to game us.
0: Yeah. People... Well, maybe that would be a good idea.
1: You know, I, I, just want the, I just want value for value. You know, it's like if you like what we're doing, then support us. I got a crazy note, by the way.
0: And let's just get this over with. Kyle Bauer, fifty bucks. There, we're done. We got no more.
1: No, that's no. It was, I'm telling you, the solution is exactly what I was afraid of. Like we'll make it short, Curry. <laughs> Here. we'll give you give you no money. Thank you. Well, you made the segment short. That's great. Thank you all very much. And please do not go to dvorak
4: slash n.
1: Do not pass go. Do not support this. Enjoy your program for free. It's kind of like mac and cheese. Right, it's depression programming, right? It is depression. It's programming. depression programming, and you get it for free, for Man, free it's depression program. Do not feel like you have to support us in any way. Please don't, don't do it. So I got a note from one of our producers. Do you remember the guy who sent, who said he wanted job karma for the hacienda?
0: Yeah, that place that he's fixing up in Mexico or someplace.
1: Yeah, but the hacienda. Is um, so here's the, I, I looked up his note. Hola, Carlos and something I can't something the spreadsheet mangled that name. Greetings from the Yucatan. Today is my ten year wedding anniversary. Feel guilty about a weekend, so here's fifty bucks. Please give me a deducing some work karma for hacienda x i x i m Thanks from Jeremy Falk. And I got a number of people who said, Oh my God, the guy who owns that hacienda is Robert Gao. Robert Gow was pretty much the, the inventor of Skull and Bones. So he, he, was the, uh, he ran
0: George... What do you mean the inventor of well, Skull not the and Bones? Inventor. Is that a game? No,
1: but no. He, he was a huge Skull and Bones guy with George
0: W. Bush. Oh, you're talking about the club.
1: The club, exactly. Um, he also ran uh, Bush's phony uh, oil company. What, uh-huh. what was it, uh, Zapata? Zapata. Zapata. So people are saying, hey, what is that? And I'm saying, if the New World Order is donating, you guys are a bunch of cheap bastards. <laughs> really <laughs> pissing me off. This is really not okay.
4: dot slash NA. It's your birthday, birthday. <laughs> on No <Noah> One
0: <laughs> Jay-
1: uh, yay. Tim Devorian says, happy birthday to his brother Paul, turns 33 on the 24th. And that is no coincidence that is today. Sir Michael Miller says, uh, congrats to Rhino the Bearded, of course, the double O show. And Jaap Geelhoed, uh says, happy birthday to Olivia, who turns 34 on the 27th. And I will say a shout-out to uh, Tainted, or as I like to say, Tight End, uh, who celebrates on the twenty seventh? Tight end in, in the chat room. Happy birthday from all your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. It's birthday, yeah. We are. The best podcast in the and when you donate up to an amount of one thousand dollars, then you become a knight or a dame of the No Agenda Roundtable. Uh, that includes a ring. Uh, we have rings being picked up. I guess Eric the Shill has uh, reappropriated his spot. Did you? Uh, did we have confirmation this is happening, John? No. No. Okay. Well, I'm just going to hope. Uh, and, uh, which means the last rings are going out. If you have one coming, uh, just make sure, double check it. Rings at noagendanation.com. Please. Rings at no com for all questions about your rings. If you're
0: a broadcaster, you know that won't work.
1: Rings at noagendanation.com. Rings at noagendanation.com. And, um, uh, then we're going to pins. Which will be uh, coded with
0: no J- J- agenda <laughs> No, we don't have that set up yet. Please but... noagendanation Anyway,
1: if you can uh, grab your blade, we're going to. Uh... Oh, he had a he had a whole name he wanted. So, do you have your blade?
0: Uh, no. What's that? I don't know. Where did
1: that
0: come? from? <laughs> Sizzy, step on forward from
1: Toronto, Ontario. Thank you so much for your support of the No Agenda Show, the best podcast in the universe, uh, and I shall knight you as requested. Sir says a lot of Gitmo barony back bacon. Welcome to the No Agenda Roundtable. You know what's here for you. We have the following lined up: hookers and blow, Ren boys and Chardonnay, hot pants and booze, wenches and beer, Ruben S. women and Rosé, geishas and sake, vodka and vanilla, bong hits and bourbon, sparkling cider and escorts, and of course the illustrious mutton and mead. And remember, I think we should add to the mix now.
0: You slaves can get used to mac and cheese, mac and, cheese. <laughs> mac and cheese. cheese, macaroni and cheese cheddar melt together, mac and cheese, mac and cheese,
1: mac and cheese, <laughs> <laughs> I like that bit the best.
0: There you go. Well, please you really want to make it cheap. You get the craft stuff, stuff,
1: Velveeta, I think Why is. would
0: any the Velveeta. Oh, why would anybody feed their kids that stuff? I've actually made mac and cheese for the kids, but I make a gourmet version with a very high-end cheddar, some fresh cream, some sp- spices, some, maybe a touch of nutmeg, some pop- pepper and salt, and, a, and an expensive Italian pasta.
1: Hey, when's the last time you went to the uh, P.O. box?
0: Oh, well, I meant to go to the P.O. box. I, unfortunately, I, I go there on Saturday to get all the mail. right?
1: Well, when's the, that's not, the question was a little simpler than that.
0: I go twice a week.
1: Twice a week, yeah. Oh, we've got uh, someone complaining.
0: Yeah, I go there on Saturday. Uh huh. And there's someone has stuffed a box into the PO box that's bigger than the box, and I can't pull it out. (laughs) So I have to go now, later in the week, and wait in a miserable line. This particular post office always has this huge line, and unless there's even if there's three people there, I'll be there an hour. So don't expect anything from the PO box for a few days. Wow. I wonder, what, I wonder what it is. Fact, I was thinking of opening this package up from the out, you know, just opening and <laughs> crushing the box and pulling it out. But I figure it could be beer or something like that. And then the beer would be all over the fucking place. It would so, be a
1: disaster. <clears throat> so isn't, isn't the whole point of having a P.O. box is that this doesn't happen? That then yeah. the, the postal and service. I don't know
0: what idiot at the post office shoved this wow. box in there. It, it's like a giant cork. It has clogged the box.
1: Well, that makes no sense.
0: No, oh, it makes no sense at all. And I didn't wait. It says fragile all over because I can see the end of the box. So I could push it back out. Even better. I would have pushed it back out onto the floor. Mm. But with the words fragile on the box, what am I supposed to do? So I have to wait. What are they complaining about? Tell them to send me a note. I'll figure out what it is. Uh, Let's see. Here's a clip. Here's a clip. You so pick. there's three. I'm watching some of this VH1. Some of these crazy what ants?
1: You're watching VH1 now. I not mean, if you're sure. not watch, wait a minute, wait a minute, you're wait a minute. You're watching bacon shows. It was a mistake. Okay,
0: but I did get this good clip. This is some musicians telling it, telling their story, of how important their work is. Some jazz musicians, and the clip is called "The Vortex." Hmm.
1: Okay. Oh, for some reason now, what just happened? Wow. The clip just literally disappeared. Uh, hold on. What the hell just happened? It's in all caps. Yeah, no, I know, but I, I tried to drag it into the system. and Oh, here we go.
6: We are three shamans on stage offering up a vortex to all the people out there, and we're bridging the gap between the spiritual plane and the physical plane. And if you want to join us... That's great. And if not, that's fine, too. We're going to do it anyway. And the reason
2: it works is because the vortex is the same in all people. And when we go to it inside
0: of ourselves,
2: if the listener goes to it inside of themselves, we're in the same place.
1: What is the point of this?
0: <laughs> I would like to know myself. What, what are these guys? What is this? These are what musicians explaining their, their art.
1: And do you somehow think that the second half of the show is just meant to, to play bullshit? Or yeah. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's it, it seems like a great place for you to mock me, but I'm not so sure
0: that you can just play crap. I'm not mocking you. Are you talking about the vortex coming up?
1: <laughs> I think I think your vortex is no good. It's no good.
0: Attention, all human resources. No entry. Second half of soul. Now entering
2: second half of show. Our fifth story out front, asteroid apocalypse again.
1: There you go. That's it. Second half of the show. That was it? <laughs> Didn't we just do this? <laughs> yeah, asteroid apocalypse apocalypse again. That's all I got.
0: We having another asteroid come through?
1: Yeah, it's just nonstop. No, no, actually good news. Uh, officials in Texas announced Thursday State troopers are no longer allowed to open fire on suspects from helicopters. They are banning the. Have uh,
0: they sh- been shooting at people from
1: choppers? Immigrants, yes. Apparently, they've been shooting at immigrants from helicopters. That's been fun. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, uh, undocumented
0: Americans. I'm sorry, I
1: didn't. <laughs> I love it. I didn't know this was happening.
0: I didn't uh, know that it was happening either. I thought that only went on wolf hunts in Alaska.
1: <laughs> I think that's great. And they yeah, they complain about Sarah Palin. Come on,
0: it's shooting at people. <laughs> okay, so I have a segment. All right, I have several, but I was just letting this you slide. is a one shot. it's, a, it's a, like it's, an, it's kind of a quiz. This oh. is the, the new segment, Anchorman. Drunk or not drunk? You oh. listen. You tell me.
1: Okay, Anchor. Well, if, if it's it's man, so it can't be Diane Sawyer because that would be drunk. But this is Anchorman. Drunk or not drunk on the No Agenda Show. NASA
0: and Johns Hopkins University (laughs) released a new color image of our solar system's hottest planet. Here's a look at Mercury in color. NASA and Johns Hopkins University's (laughs) Applied Physics Department released this false color image of the planet. But this is not what Mercury would look like to the naked eye. Instead, astronomers say it it illustrates the many different chemicals and minerals that make up the scorchingly hot planet.
1: Um, I'll say not drunk, just uh, dyslexic. You think
0: he said astronomers because he's not drunk and John's ho- hopskins? Hopskins?
1: He's dyslexic.
0: He said it twice, <laughs> and then at the end of the guy's report came on. The guy's name's Mark. He, he says, "Thanks for the report, Marks."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I think we should have more. If, if if TV news was like that all the time, I'd be watching. You know, astrometers. Astrometers, because then it wouldn't be actually, uh, you know, like, entertaining. No, no. Instead, you know, this is the kind of uh, news reporting that we get. Um, uh, I think everyone, everything has come to a standstill here. and
0: uh, Your batteries are dead.
1: No, I don't think it's the... Well, maybe it is the battery. What is... No? No. Uh. Well, here we go. And
5: new research reveals diet soda may also play a role in the risk for type 2 diabetes. It's data from 66,000 women who showed that both diet and sugar-sweetened sodas were linked to a higher rate of diabetes, but diet drinkers had the highest chance of developing the condition. Experts say these findings don't mean diet drinks cause diabetes, but they may suggest those who are prone to it Tend to consume more low-calorie drinks. The studies published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition.
1: I love that story. What really aspartame is not good for you? Is that is that the essence of the story? And people are like, "Wow, man, I had no idea diet drinks are not good for you." Who no. knew? So you sent me. A, um, you sent me an, yeah, a link which I think one of our uh, human resources sent in, about this letter that veterans are receiving now.
0: Oh, I didn't send you. I don't have a link. Yeah, I did. Right. Yeah, the veterans are getting, uh, (laughs) they're determining that most veterans coming back from uh, Afghanistan or anywhere, Iraq or whatever, they shouldn't shouldn't be allowed to buy guns.
1: So here is the notice that it's unclear how many, but it could be, Thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of veterans are receiving. Um, so here's a copy of one Department of Veteran Affairs. <clears throat> uh, we've received infor- so it's it's personally addressed. We've received information showing that because of your disabilities, you may need help in handling your Department of Veteran Affairs benefits. This letter explains the evidence we received, what you must do with this information, the impact on you and your VA payments if we decide that you cannot handle your benefits. And when the Veteran Affairs will make a final decision, so uh, this can be. So first of all, um, what information did we receive? We received a report from the Portland VA Medical Center on December third, two thousand twelve. This evidence indicates that you are not able to handle your VA benefit payments because of a physical or mental condition. This, I mean, this whole letter is so disturbing. When someone, it's like it's a form letter, obviously, and you're getting it because oh, you know, someone ratted on you. And it's either physical or mental. It's not even specified. You can uh, file a complaint within 60 days, but you have to like get your information within 30 days, and you have to bring your own witness. And they can't, they won't pay for anything. Um, <clears throat> but then all of a sudden, it says, "Let me see, where is it?" Uh, under what happens if you are rated incompetent? So that could be mental or physical. If VA decides that you are incompetent to handle your benefit payments, VA may appoint a fiduciary to manage your payments. All your payments will be made directly to your fiduciary. This person or institution must use your VA payments for your personal care as responsible to VA for how the payments are used. And then a determination of incompetency will prohibit you from purchasing, possessing, receiving, or transporting a firearm or ammunition. If you knowingly violate any of these prohibitions, you may be fined, imprisoned, or both, pursuant to the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act. So, so they're basically this is a form letter that is disarming veterans, regardless whether you whether your condition is mental or physical, and you're not allowed you're not even allowed to look. at You can, I don't think you could, could even watch CIS on TV.
0: Well, apparently, even if you go into the VA and say, you know, I'm pretty depressed or, or you have if you have post-traumatic stress. Well, that's not what it says. It says. If, no, it, that's what that. No, <clears throat> I'm mean, just saying this is how the letter gets generated. <clears throat> yeah. According to the news reports. So you don't normally you just don't, don't get this letter unless you've showed up somewhere and said, you know, I felt pretty bad last week. You know, I couldn't no, get a job. I oh, just, crap. Send him the letter.
1: Yeah, but the letter says mental or physical.
0: Yeah, Mental.
1: Or physical,
0: yeah. So well, maybe you, know, you showed... got a limp. You got, you maybe you had. <laughs> okay. your... Uh... Okay, it's so my back hurts. Your back, hurts. Yeah, yeah. Anything, yeah. So, so then, anything. Then you're he gets right. the letter, right? Yeah, because uh, because why would you send everyone the letter? Why take a chance?
1: <laughs> you don't want crazy people having guns, do you?
0: You don't want. You're the you're the part of this operation. You go, hey, how come you didn't send him the letter? The guy shot up a school. Mm-hmm. So no, everyone gets a letter. You you do anything? You say you say boo. Letter, <laughs> letter, yeah, I know. They would love to disarm the entire U.S. public this way. By the way,
1: but well, uh, they're on haven't their way. Figured it out yet? They're on their way. They're on their way. Um, a little recap. Uh, we talked about uh, the. Uh, actually, that was we got kudos for talking about our Adam Lanza, uh, Anders Brevik connection or non-connection. So a lot of people uh, said that we were incorrect about the reloading of uh, weapons in games. I I think I know I'm not. I don't think you're a gamer, are you, John? You're not a gamer, are you? I used
0: to play Doom. Doom, right? (laughs) On DOS. (laughs) I played. Yeah, yeah, I played Doom on DOS. Uh, That's the same thing.
1: And we had a a server at the office. I remember that. Watch
0: the kids play now. I mean, Jay's a big fan of uh, the French game uh, Assassin's Creed.
1: Oh, Assassin's and JC
0: Creed pretty much keeps up with all the important games.
1: So, should we be doing this? Should we be? Are, are we missing out? Is there something? Are we not doing?
0: If I mean, you, should... how much time do you have on your hands? You're complaining to me about getting <laughs> clips of the Vortex guys.
1: <laughs> well, I think you can do. Some, you got time to do some gaming. Why don't you do a little gaming and a little less Vortex clips, <laughs> or get a clip from the game? Because if we had been gaming, we would have known the following. Here's Andrew Richter says. I'm a bit late on this one, but want to drop a note about reloading in video games. The comment in that clip is accurate. Popular shooter games have been dumbed down to an extreme. The ammo is no longer kept in magazines. You have what is essentially a big bag of bullets that magically appear in magazine form when your character goes through the reload animation. For example, instead of 10 or 30 round magazines, you now just have 300 bullets. So, you, you may have 30 in the mag and 270 bullets in the bag. If you fire five and reload, your character removes the magazine, pops in a new one, and you'll have 30 in the mag, 265 in the bag. So, I think that actually says that the comment is still incorrect. Because if this is what Lanza was thinking and he was reloading before his magazine was empty, um, then... This is this is not the culture of uh, of a mass murderer uh, who's a, who's exactly, a gamer. But
0: the other thing is, how many you you're gonna weigh yourself down with a whole slew of magazines and you take two or three shots, pull one out, throw it away, and put a new one in? I got an, doesn't make any sense. I
1: got another note. Remember, this guy is supposed to have some sensory uh, issues that kids couldn't touch him at school and couldn't. Right. Well, how does that work when you're shooting a gun? How does that work? So all of a sudden, your sensory problems are gone. You don't. It's not like it, guns are loud. I mean, this is not a problem for him. Anyway, um, we had a previous clip, um, even before that, with Aaron Burnett talking about uh, Grand Theft Auto teaching you how to kill hookers. Remember that clip? Yeah. So I got a real some really good feedback from Adam in Pittsburgh. He says, first of all, the woman who made the comment about getting points for killing hookers in Grand Theft Auto needs a little bit of explanation. You don't get points for killing hookers. You actually have to spend your hard-earned money gleaned from running drugs and executing hits on people to get a hand job, blow blowjob, or the full service from the hooker. Then, since you need to take the hooker to a dark alley to bang her so the cops don't see you, a smart gamer will always get out of the car after the hooker gets out and using a knife or a baseball bat will kill the hooker so you can get your money back and as a bonus, any other money she might have gotten from uh, tricks that she turned that night. So it's not true that you... Oh, so, well, yeah.
0: that, I thought <laughs> I was on... Yeah, it sounds right. This sounds well, right. This sounds
1: right. I mean, and that sounds like it's right. You don't. You don't just kill the hooker.
0: Not until oh, Burnett gets her, she needs new writers. Oh, yeah, well, another. I'm, not, I'm sure she doesn't even know what Grand Theft Auto is. Another gig we're not going to get.
1: And no. here is uh, so tonight we have uh, the big celebration, the big Illuminati fest of um, uh, the entertainment uh, industrial complex. And oh yeah, uh, and again uh, tonight we'll have two movies on deck. We have, of course, uh, the uh, the uh, historical, uh, historically accurate. Lincoln, where Lincoln's all about the 13th Amendment, he he freed the slaves and stopped the war, and everything was beautiful, and that's all he did. He wasn't, you know, gay or depressed or any of the things that we actually have read in the historical record. No, no, no. Fantastic. Uh, Stephen Spielberg sending this DVD to middle schools all across the country so they can learn the truth about the Civil War and about Lincoln. And then, of course, more modern, we have uh, Ben Affleck, his director- directorial uh, celebratory uh, piece of work, Argo, another fantastically accurate piece, uh, although not exactly according to uh, uh, former President Jimmy Carter.
9: The only thing that I would say was that 90% of the contributions to the ideas and the consummation of the plan was Canadian. <laughs> And the movie gives almost full credit to the American CIA. And with that (laughs) exception, the movie's very good. But uh, Ben Affleck's uh, character in the film was only, he was only in Tehran a day and a half. Hmm. And the main hero, in my opinion, was Ken Taylor, who was a Canadian ambassador who orchestrated the entire process.
1: (laughs) So uh, I saw the movie. So he screwed the
9: Canadians again. (laughs) Yeah,
1: again. (laughs) Screw you Canucks. I mean but not just a little bit. I mean the, the Ken Taylor the it never was this his idea it was John Goodman. You know the, all these brilliant guys and uh, and Ben Affleck and they were you know they were making fake Hollywood movies and they were genius. But it turns out it was the ambassador who by the way of course was the hero because he hit all these people yeah. in his house.
0: I remember when that happened and I was and it was annoying because nobody would help us except for the Canadians. And then the Canadians actually risked a lot to get the Americans out and kind of save them. It was well known. It was actually reported that way in the media. But over time, screw the Canadians. Let's just uh, take all the credit ourselves. That's our boys in the CIA. That's right.
1: Well, yes, exactly. Well, uh,
0: And, of course, Ben Affleck, you know, he's isn't he one of those guys that keeps he, – doesn't he have a piece of the African action somewhere, one of those – Oh Congo! I think he's Congo. Yeah, he could be Congo. Yeah, I think so he, he actually works probably for We're, the CIA. No, he so
1: works State Department. No, State Department. And there was, the State. Academy
0: snubbed him; they wouldn't give him director or your credit at right. all. So, uh,
1: oh, how much we know? Interesting. Yeah, you know more than I expected.
0: And I think that's probably the reason, because of the, you know, there are Canadians in and lots of them. As a matter of fact, in the Academy. So. Really. Yeah. They all notice this. This is bull crap. Well, you know that um
1: foreign actor it's a real problem for uh for actors who are on an O one or any other type of work visa. because uh, you know the the there's so much extra paperwork and hassle with a foreign so when they're actor. filming
0: in Vancouver this becomes a problem?
1: No. No. Obviously not. But um when you hire them in the United States, you have to go through all kinds of legal hassles and have to bring. So essentially, when Miss Mickey was doing auditions in Los Angeles, uh, all the time would be like, yeah, no, that's great. But, you know, it's like so much hassle. We had to bring in lawyers to hire you. And like, well, why bother? We got J-Lo.
0: Yeah. Well, it's nobody. It's paperwork. This whole country <laughs> is inundated with paperwork. Yeah. We're
1: like Russia. Probably
0: more like Italy in the golden era of bureaucracies. (sighs) But, yeah, no, that's what everyone complains about. There was somebody did a report on how many regulations are being written up a month, and it's in the thousands, or maybe it's on a daily basis. It's just, like, ridiculous, and nobody knows what these are, and you're always in violation. It's like the Soviet Union. You're right, Russia. Because you're always in violation, even though you don't know it. I mean, the whole key to success in Russia during the Soviet era... Was that you're always, you, whatever you did, you could have been thrown in jail because you were breaking some law, whether you knew it or not. Right. And, in fact, even when I visited the Soviet Union, when it was still the Soviet Union, and to even get into the country, you had to break the law. Because at the airport, there they have these carts that were outside. They are actually, you had to get the cart to move your luggage.
1: When was this? What year was this? Because I've also been to the Soviet Union before David Hasselhoff brought down the wall.
0: Yeah, it was about a year before the wall collapsed. What year were you there? No, not the wall. It was a year before the uh, before uh, before the Soviet Union collapsed. What? It's like 89?
1: Uh, so I was there in 88.
0: Okay. Right. Well, anyway, to get these carts, you had to use a ruble. <laughs> All right. It,
1: it, which means you had to have a ruble, which you couldn't take out of the country, which means you were coming back into the country with a ruble, which means you were violating the law.
0: You violate... Yeah, exactly. Right. So to get into... The, you had to violate the law. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. it was like it's just the whole thing was set up. It was rigged. So you were always in violation of the law. And I've always thought that was kind of a, a genius idea. So every citizen could be arrested at the drop of a hat. Yeah. And you could just dig around, figure something out, and you, you know he violated some law. And that's pretty much what we've got now.
1: I remember when we left on the Moscow Music Peace Festival, and we were told specifically do not take any f- Russian currency with you if they for some reason decide to frisk you uh, uh you know or search you at the airport and they find you with the rubles they can throw you in jail. So of course we all took rubles I mean obviously course, yeah, and I, I to listen to cool. that. Hey, here's an idea for after the show today, John. Wolfenstein 3D.
0: Wolfenstein 3D?
1: Yeah, don't you remember? Yeah. That that was that was right after kind of Doom right it was the, from yeah, the castle wolf and stuff castle wolf from the makers of doom this is our, this is our level of gaming yeah yeah can't wait Game also,
0: is for the younger younger generation <laughs> they can play them games get <laughs> um, time on their hands
1: so of course with the uh, with the big uh uh with the big sequestration and all this but which by the way i'm pretty sure that the president and the congress could at any time just say you know what we're not going to do this stupid thing Am, am I nuts, or can we? I mean, have we just been trained into this? Oh, Armageddon's happening in five more days. Can they? They could all just get together, have a meeting, and go. Okay, we're not going to do this, right? Yep. They could do that any time, right? Yep. So So the entire process, including the president, they're all terrorized. They are terrorists. They are adherents to Al Qaeda. They are terrorizing yeah. the American yeah, they should public. Be droned, right? So uh, Pete Pistole there of uh, the TSA is talking to Brolf. Did you see? This video of the three-year-old girl in the wheelchair that they no. oh oh you haven't said, oh this is you you must you got to just you can use the googles but so this girl has um, spina bifida which is a horrible disease and she's and she's going to disneyland and she's in her wheelchair and of course you know she comes to the uh, airport the tsa is like you got to get out of the wheelchair we're gonna, we're gonna pat you down slave slavelet here, give me that stuffed doll. I'm putting it through the scanner.
0: It's a good, and the kid's terrible. And the, a little girl. Yes, and the kid's... Three years old in, in St. Louis International yeah. Lambert.
1: And the kid's crying. And then the, the the mom is videotaping this on her iPhone. TSA, you're illegal to videotape us, slave! Which is not. No, that's a lie. And uh, so, of course, you know, then uh, blogger Bob of the TSA... You know, everyone's like backpedaling. These guys are, I'm sorry. I mean, this whole, I mean, the sequestration is great. I hope the, I, I, hope no one can fly. I hope the whole TSA is put on furlough, which is the perfect term, by the way. Furlough, it's far, furlough used to be used for prisoners. Okay. So you people, you TSA people, you are prisoners of the state. You, you're evil. You're trained to be evil. I'm so sorry for you. I feel really, really bad for you. This fucking jobs program that you're put on. You know, We all should just face it. Nation's broken. Well, now we're all servicing each other with stupid, stupid jobs and you're just terrorizing children. And here's your boss apologizing for you, slave.
8: Your reaction to this widely publicized incident this week. A little three-year-old girl in a wheelchair with spina bifida. She was... Uh... Uh, Stopped with her mother uh, going through security. And it's been seen widely on YouTube. I think there have been hundreds of thousands of hits over there. You (laughs) see this little girl crying. Uh, You've looked into this, I'm sure. What happened? Because it causes so much bad uh, publicity for TSA administrators and officials.
1: Oh, well, bro, let me tell you, we love terrorizing
11: little kids. (laughs) Spine a biffin in my ass. Cry, slave. Well, let me start by saying that as the father of two daughters, uh, I empathize with this family uh, and regret and am sorry for the inaccurate information that we provided to that family as they went uh, through the airport security. Uh, So given that uh, we have actually made a number of changes. Oh, a number of changes. uh, Particularly over the last year, year and a half, See, do you hear what he,
1: how he does this? He's good, by the way. We've made a number of changes over the past year, year and a half, which actually includes people over 75, I think, and under 12, uh, don't have to go through this ordeal, uh, but they're still doing it. This is the entire point of the inconsistency of this system. To
11: move away from that one-size-fits-all security and actually change the policies for children 12 and under and the elderly 75 and older. Uh, so situations like this uh, would not occur. And so in this instance, after several minutes of uh, having a supervisor come in and what we call a passenger support specialist. A pe- there you
1: go. That's what I wanted to hear. So um, next time you opt out, I think we all should ask for our passenger support specialist. Do you think there's one at every TSA station, John, or every airport, or? Well, could be none. It could be bull crap. Because I tried to find out what this is, and I was not well. PSS. Let's
11: uh, the
0: of the um,
1: PSS. PSS. I'd like
0: to see the PSS.
1: <laughs> Hold on. Let's What's see. Passenger it? support specialist. What is this? Passenger support specialist. Um. You see, I uh, I really couldn't find this. I, think I mean, it's full of crap. I mean, there's there's no. It's just a lie. There's nothing on the TSA blog about this. They have, uh, they have a, a passenger advocate. Okay, they it's like the ombudsman. It's different. Well, they well they're calling it the passenger support specialist in every everything i could find anyway let's continue
11: uh, lucy was not uh given a pat down went through the alternate screening that we had set up uh for situations like this and then they were able to go on their vacation and um and then return uh in in a uh, in timely manner so, um, so what bothers me
1: about this is that wolf blitzer it just doesn't it's just like not critical it's like oh okay good job yeah he great i totally buy your uh, your explanation there You you didn't terrorize the child. It's not a fact that uh, every single TSA employee uh, understands the rules differently. There are even different rules. There are some airports where they say you can't film, even though you can. They have signs. You know, then they have this, if you were born before 1928, keep your jacket on. Oh, thanks.
8: I guess the question is, you know, why uh, every few weeks we see an incident like this? I know it must be very frustrating to you as well.
0: well. I mean, is that a journalist? Wow, he's supporting them. Yes, he's like. Well, we know that there has been a robbery every two, or, you know, every couple weeks, and I, I, hope it's not a, too inconvenient.
11: Yeah. So since we've changed the policy again for the, the children twelve and under, and also the the seventy five and older, uh, we've at least anecdotally, uh, I've heard fewer and fewer complaints. You know, we we do screen as as folks know uh, a number of people between 1.7 1. million people every day. Is that an unbelievable number
1: or what? 1.7 million slaves touched and groped and scanned and beamed every day.
11: Nearly 450 airports. We strive, obviously, to provide the most effective security, but also to do that in the most professional way. And usually we hit the mark in that, but sometimes we don't. And when we, when we make mistakes... We apologized. The Federal Security Director at St. Louis uh, spoke with the father, apologized, and then we tried to, to make sure that if we need to do retraining, if we need to <laughs> refocus our, our efforts in that regard, then that's exactly what we do.
1: Now, what can we do? Can we turn this into a promotion? Yeah, I think we can.
11: As somebody who travels a
8: lot around the world, I'm talking about me. Uh, well, because you know, I, I visit uh, the
1: Pope, I visit presidents, queens, kings. I travel around the world. Hi, I'm Broth Whitzler.
8: You know, I'm Notice that when I, whenever I travel in the United States, I obviously have to take off my shoes uh, when you go through the TSA lines. But when you go to London or Amsterdam or Paris or Rome, you go through Europe, you don't have to take off your shoes. Why Why the, why the
1: discrepancy? <clears throat> what do you think the answer is going to be? We need to, to do something about that.
0: Well, because obviously the shoe bomber who came out of the Paris operation, uh, who probably didn't take off his shoes there, uh, is now going to be... Leaving from the United States. And-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you won't, leave from any- you won't leave from anywhere else. This is so true. You fly from Amsterdam, which is where the, the underwear bomber originated from. Yeah. You can keep your shoes on. You can go through yeah. the magnetometer.
0: Yeah, you don't try have- to blow up the plane. You're yeah. successful. We don't want you blowing up the plane leaving the country. And I, Different insurance policy. Ah, gotcha. Well, of course, it, it all
11: dates back to December of 2001 with Richard Reed, the shoe bomber. There you go. Uh, so it's a policy decision here in the U.S., but as we... Exp-
1: policy decision. Oh, it's not really about security. It's a policy decision. Thank you for clearing that and up.
11: And the known and trusted traveler population, we, we actually expect uh, approximately 45 to 50 million people this year to be able to keep their shoes on oh. um, as they go through uh, security screening. Oh, so we're working with the European Union to have uh, consistency and harmonization in many regards. Uh. We're also working with technology manufacturers oh. uh, to ensure oh. the best possible detection capabilities oh, no. for shoes. Shoe, so there are shoe detection uh, technology. John. Shoe detection technology. efforts. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, uh, that are ongoing. We're <laughs> to here it try is. to facilitate that. But the best way people can have a, the highest assurance they'll be able to keep their shoes on is to sign up for a trusted traveler program, such as the Customs Border Protection's there global you Entry go. Program. Uh, you submit an application online, uh, you go in for an interview. It's $100 for five years, or so $20 a year. It's one of those good bargains <laughs> good that the, bargain. the US government uh, still offers. And so it's something that we encourage anybody who flies with any frequency, rather whether just domestically or clearly internationally, to sign up for Customs Border Protection's Global Entry Program. That
1: is a great deal. That's a great so we took the terrorization, total terrorist actions against a three year old child in a wheelchair, and we've turned it into a promotion for the TSA's pre check global entry program. It's just amazing to me. Amazing. Good work, yeah. Brolf. What have you learned, Brolf? Nothing. What is this uh, Gilmore gang clip you've got here? Oh, that's
0: that's for you later. Don't... <laughs> okay. Be, unless you want to bore the audience. Stiff.
1: <laughs> no, no, I don't want to bore. It's funny because I happened to watch an episode yesterday.
0: Oh, uh, it's, it's probably the same one. So here's a... Just play this little... Because there's a little meme in here that I think is great. This is apparently over the 60 minutes over the weekend. They had some guy... And they're just jumping all over him because he thinks that this whole panda thing, because the, the Chinese have eliminated the where the pandas could actually live in the wild, and he believes that this all the you know multi, tens and hundreds of millions of dollars spent on saving the panda is just creating a zoo animal. That's all we're ever going to see of this thing because it's not can't. But he has a little thing at the end, a little punchline. That kind of, I think, is uh, it's almost like a show title worthy.
5: Up to 200 species going extinct every day. He says it makes no sense to spend so much money trying to save just one.
2: I don't want the panda to be extinct. I don't want anything to be extinct on my watch. But ultimately, let's not waste vast amounts of money trying to prevent it when we could use that money far more efficiently, far more optimally somewhere else.
5: What about the argument that if you take the panda out of the equation, if the panda's not the symbol on the masthead, nobody gives money.
2: I think that if they took the panda off the letterhead, other animals would fill that void pretty quickly and very sadly they could replace that with a tiger cup and people would, would give generously.
5: One thing people might say is who are you to play God? Who are you to decide that we shouldn't save the panda?
2: Who are they to play God? They pick the cute, cuddly one. Why don't they pick a snail or a caterpillar or a fly? <laughs> They're already playing God. They're playing Survival of the Cutest in my books.
1: <laughs> How about a slug? <laughs> survival of the Cutest. I love that. That's very good because that's, that's, that is every reality show on television right there. Survival of the Cutest. Yeah. That makes total sense. Well, you know, the, the WWF was started by Prince Bernard of the Netherlands, Uh, is seen as a front group for the New World Order. Uh, Interesting that a Chinese uh, symbol is essentially used as their symbol. He's also the founder of the Bilderberg
9: Group.
0: It's an interesting coincidence here because the WWE used to be the – or the WWF – used to be the World Wrestling Federation, Mm -hmm. and they created a subcult within the organization called New World Order. (laughs) Seriously. And when they did this, they got sued by WWF to change their WWF to WWE, and they won.
1: Yeah, because they're like, hey, we got the lock on this New World Order thing, man. What do you think we're doing here? All right? You know, we created this whole front. Now, you're going to take that? I don't think so. That makes sense. I like that. That's a good one. So um, the the final thing that really, really just got my goat, and I'm sure you uh, you heard about this. Uh, So how long have I been following Haiti since the since the day the earthquake, the day after the earthquake, well, the day the earthquake happened. We've been following the money. I just, I need to reiterate one more time that we had huge benefits: Clooney, Clinton.
9: We had Bush and all television. Here we had this. We We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. Billions billions
1: of dollars collected. Worldwide, billions of dollars collected only several hundred million got through. It's all been, you know, the, the Army took, or the Navy took money for the, having their aircraft carrier. All these NGOs just keeping white people employed. All this bull crap. It, it, just everyone taking money. Everyone on on the take. They tried to put in a musician as the president. He got cocky. They took his bandmate, put him in. You know, the Clintons got a hotel. They're opening up the iron market. Ooh. They literally, they're literally living it up in hotels in Haiti, and still hundreds of thousands of people are eating mud cakes in tents. Not a not a dime being spent on these people, and then the UN comes in, uh, and the uh, the Nepal blue helmets brought in cholera, cholera. And so uh, hundreds of thousands of people got caught. Chol- I think it was like 200- 215,000 100- 215, Haitians were treated for cholera. About eight or 9,000 died because they pooped their guts out. Thanks. Hey, thanks, UN. And now the UN is saying, well, that's all fine and dandy, but you can't uh, actually put the blame on us. We're not assuming any responsibility Screw you. Screw you, you pooping Haitians.
10: They do deny it, but not plausibly. Uh, The. They appointed a panel of four experts. Those experts presented pretty substantial evidence that that the UN was responsible. The UN still refused to take responsibility. But since then, two of their experts have have said that they now think the UN is responsible. Uh, UN Special Representative to Haiti, Bill Clinton, said that the UN was the quote the proximate cause of the cholera in Haiti. But really, what the UN is doing is saying, "You can't sue us. We will not give you your day in court. So we don't really need to defend." ourselves on the merits uh, the UN is, is is by its mission trying to establish the rule of law and certainly no one in Haiti will take the UN's sermons on the rule of law credibly when when the UN itself is refusing to to obey the law and it's not just in Haiti this is something that that is um, that is a challenge for the UN throughout the world I first got to Haiti as a UN human rights officer and I know that one of the things we try to do is to convince people to put their personal interests aside and to, to let the law work things out. And the U.N.'s uh, blatant failure to do that in this situation is, is subversive of all the U.N.'s work throughout the world.
1: All right. Screw you, Haiti. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Poupon. That's amazing. And, you know, and so the big conversation. I heard our our uh, national treasure, NPR. Oh, you know, for some reason I keep catching this. Sh- it's called The Barbershop. Have you ever heard this show?
0: No, i never heard of the show ever.
1: Oh, so they get, like, a whole bunch of douchebags on Skype or some crappy phone connection, and they talk about topics. You know, it's this whole um, idea of the five or the what. You know, it's like everyone's trying to do it now, analysis. But, but the problem with all of these experts and pundits is they all have something to promote, you see? And that's why it's not interesting because, you know, they're always promoting their agenda. Which is why we're so awesome because we have no agenda. We got nothing. We got nothing to promote. We're, we got we, nothing. We are like the Haitians, except we're not quite pooping out cholera. Yeah, it could happen. <laughs> yeah, but it could happen at any moment. Um, and they just, you know, just talk and talk and like, well, but, you know, the UN won't go and help anybody if you know they can get sued, and they, you know, you know oh, oh, so, they're
0: apologists.
1: Just yeah, but just get rid of the whole UN thing, then. You know, they act like the UN all of a sudden is its own super duper great NGO entity, which of course it is. But you know, whatever happened to the idea that it was the United Nations and hands across the America and and we all we are the world and we're going to go help people? No, you know, it's like th- th- these Nepalese guys. You know, how much they got paid four times their normal salary. The the Nepalese uh, uh, military who put on the blue helmets, they didn't care. This is a bonanza when this happens. And you know what that money came from? From your $10 that you texted, you stupid slave.
0: Well, we called it right away and followed the pattern in a disgusting way.
1: And George Clooney, you should be ashamed of yourself, George Clooney. Ashamed.
0: Just ashamed. We talked about Clooney's look of guilt when that one guy called him out on one of those things.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Oh no, oh man, don't don't highlight me, brother." I did not. They they forced me. Yeah,
0: they, I'm they, sure they did. Actually,
1: yeah, of course, they made him do it. Meanwhile, the coincidence could not be any greater uh, in the Washington. What's the big newspaper? Is it the Post? Oh, I think. I, yeah, yeah, the, the Washington Post. Post. I have here Friday, February twenty second. I have a scan of it. It's in the show notes. Hold on, I'm going to. Here we go. Uh... Notice of dissolution of the Clinton Bush Haiti Fund to the creditors of and the claimants against the Clinton Bush Haiti Fund. Notice is hereby given by the Clinton Bush Haiti Fund, uh, in parentheses, the company, which was dissolved by the filing of a certificate of dissolution in the office of the Department of the State of the state of Delaware on December 31st, 2012, that all creditors of and claimants against the company are hereby required to present in writing and in detail their claims, respective accounts and demands against said company at five, 1501 K Street Northwest, blah, 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 on or before the 22nd day of April 2013. Or such claims, accounts and demands shall be forever barred as against the property of the company and its directors dated this 15th day of February 2013. So they're just cleaning up the evidence.
0: Nice, right? Oh yeah, great catch. That's catch of the day.
1: Yeah, well, that's our producers. I mean, obviously, I don't read the Washington Post, but that's how we roll. Somebody I've got, caught it. I've got the scan right Whoever here. Whoever
0: that was, you're great. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it's a beauty. It's, and we are we surprised? No, I'm, I'm, we're stunned by this. These, this guys, these
1: guys, these guys need cash. Ooh, I know no. a lot of people want to send
9: blankets or water. Just send your
1: cash. So, if you got any, cl- you know, we should send a note. Hi, on behalf of the uh, cholera pooping people of Haiti, uh, we'd like our two billion dollars, please. And we just take them to court.
0: Somebody should take them to court. Ah, please. It's a scam.
1: One of the few countries, I will say, one of the few countries in the world that ever stood up and bought themselves out of fla- of slavery, slavery. <laughs> They 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 told the French, get the hell out. Right?
0: Yeah, pretty much. And
1: then the French said, well, you'll owe us. I said, okay, we'll take that, whatever. And now look where they are, right back where they started.
0: Yes, yeah, because they didn't play the game properly.
1: Ah, <laughs> And they should hire the Curry Dvorak Consulting Group in future. I don't
0: think we can do anything for them.
1: Do we need to talk about this horse meat thing, which now seems to be every country in the world is discovering they're eating <laughs> horse, horse meat? meat? No. Okay. Because you know they've discovered in America that when I first brought it up,
0: you <laughs> nixed the whole idea that we should discuss it in the first place. Well,
1: that was in the UK. Now it's Italy. Now it's everywhere. Now everyone's I testing spot it. It li-
0: is a trend.
1: The real, the real thing that I think is going to pop is that people are going to discover that they're not eating the fish that's being advertised.
0: Oh, that's been going on forever.
1: You know, people buying red snapper, which is actually tilapia.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: we is like the biggest Gitmo fish in the world.
0: Yeah, tilapia
1: and the salmon. Which they where they just throw food.
0: tilapia is like canola oil of fish.
1: <laughs> not, it's it's not. I don't think it even deserves that. Tilapia. Ugh. They feed fish to make fish.
0: Yeah. Well, it's to kind of a double whammy.
1: Yeah. It's so does. But um, you know, you think you're getting tuna in your favorite sushi restaurant. Think again.
0: What's well, like the. the grass-fed beef scam oh which t- tell me about that well grass-fed beef generally speaking is the beef before it's sent to the uh you know you, you all beef right away usually is brought up grass-fed so you get the thing a certain age and then you take the beef and then you send them to a finishing house which is a place where they fatten them up with a bunch of uh grain and all this other stuff so they have a whole so they have the grass-fed beef and then they it's a wholesale item And then it goes to the finishing house where they put a lot of money and effort into getting the thing bigger. And then they sell it that at some other price. Right. Well, it should be, grass-fed beef should be cheaper. It should not be more expensive. Right, because it's not fattened up. Yeah, because they didn't fatten it up and spend a lot of money on the animal. Well,
1: no, I mean, so what you're saying is the pricing is a scam.
0: Right, it's a scam.
1: Yeah, the pricing's a scam, sure.
0: Right, totally. Now, if you go and like we do, we get our grass fed beef directly from the grower. We're paying like two bucks a pound for it. Yeah. You see this stuff in the store. It's like 18, Eight? 20 bucks yeah, a pound, crazy. 25 crazy. bucks grass fed. Crazy. It's a, it's a total scam. It's unbelievable. And everyone just laps it up. They lap it up, lap, lap, lap.
1: Yeah. Cause they think that's uh, gr- it's great for them.
0: Well, it is better meat actually. Yeah. Generally speaking, it's got less fast got all these, it's beneficial, but it's not, uh, it shouldn't be, it should be cheaper.
1: Yeah. Well, I just wish that, you know, I, I, I buy my meat directly from, uh, <clears throat> from the meat guy who processes. Well, he does, He takes it to be processed, but he, he, he grows, you know, everything is his until it, uh, the animal is uh, killed and sliced up to bits. Um, I, but I wish I could find uh, fish around here, but we really don't have that. You have to go down to the coast. Ball. You're
0: in the middle of. What you I eat.
1: know, I know. It's a problem. You're
0: not in fish country. It's a
1: problem. It's a problem. It's a problem.
0: Why you had you crave fish?
1: Yeah, fish fish is very important and and of course the fish that we're getting is from the gulf which is hmm you got to wonder. Yum. You got
0: <laughs> You don't have to use any oil in
1: your pan. <laughs> You got to wonder. All right, big man, play us out. What do you got? You, look, you got you got you got something here, don't you? You got nothing? Okay,
0: we got you want to hear your favorite guy? My favorite Richard Clark on Hacker and State Government one. He's off to a new gig. He's at the governor's conference trying to sell his Consulting services because you know Richard Clark, the ex-CIA guy, yeah. is nothing more than a genius when it comes to computer technology.
2: Mr. Clark, what do you believe are the most important? What What do you believe is the most significant
9: cybersecurity threat facing states? Well, Governor, I think I would distinguish between the most significant threat and the most likely. So, the most significant threat. Would be an attack by either a state, a government uh, like China or Iran, or a non-state actor uh, like Hezbollah uh, (laughs) that took down the power grid or caused pipelines to blow up or caused trains to derail. Uh Uh, I think the emergency response... That you do for those sorts of things is similar to hurricanes, but there are some <laughs> distinct differences. And I think knowing what you would do and exercising it uh, is very important. Knowing what authorities you have uh, in those situations and knowing who the right people are uh, and, and who to call them and what they will do. That's the most significant threat. The most likely threat uh, is happening every day and that oh. is people are hacking into your networks and writing themselves checks. Oh, <laughs> stealing see when you blind and you don't know it.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, 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 oh my god, he does it at the very at the last moment of the show. It's unbelievable. Clip
0: of the day. Wow, I didn't
1: think we'd have one at all. Oh my god, that's an evergreen right there. They're guy's writing full of crap, but
0: yeah, trains They're... are going to be derailed <laughs> this. You know what he did? I, I pipelines he went... are blowing up. <laughs> I believe he went to the Y two K playbook. <laughs> we've yes. all forgotten about Y two K. No,
1: no, we talked about it just the other day. No, I'm, yeah, uh, I'm, did, I'm but right I think on. the
0: playbook is wide open for exploitation, and so we're going to have trains derailed by Hezbollah using computers.
1: John, we have a hacker! Oh my God, we're blowing up! Yeah. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah.
0: It's, and writing it's, checks as we speak.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're writing checks. That's the worst thing. They're in my bank account writing a check. Hey, come to my house on Monday so we can do the bills together and you can write some checks. If only I mean I can't even transfer money from one bank to the other electronically in this country. Are you kidding me? They're writing checks. You know, so this is okay. So we work for a living. You know, we have taken a, a, we enjoy being productive people. Um, I think we're contributing to society in some small, insignificant, pinhead way. But when we are both good, dead, and gone, I think there's enough work out there that someone, for a while, will say, oh, yeah, those guys, yeah, they they, kind of, you
0: know, uh, Jay Leno.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll, maybe we'll get a plaque somewhere. Some oh, a plaque would be good. Insignificant spot, you know. And they'll say, oh, yes. You know, like like the guy. There will be somewhere in the future, someone will say, hey, like that guy in Gutenberg. You know, oh, these guys were talking about that in 1890. They'll say, And some kids in the future will be like, oh, wow. You remember, you know, the, the slavery thing that we're all susceptible to? There were two guys, you know, back in the Internet days. Remember those? Ha <laughs> ha When people were hacking into your accounts and writing checks they were actually working, trying to give people information. It's too bad too little people listen to them. But no, it was, So we choose that path. And then you get a guy like Richard Clark, who just kicks back and just lies and talks whatever crap and makes millions of dollars selling this BS. Just the consultancy alone. I should have yeah. listened. We should have gone into public office. I mean, that's, we
0: should have, we blew it. That's
1: the bonanza. See, we thought that back in the day, you were a, a, a civil servant and you served and, you know, and that was really a heroic thing to do. And that was fantastic. And it was really great if you wanted to serve your country, you know, and I, I'll be honest. I'm like, screw that. You know, I want to make money. I want to be rich and famous and awesome. And now it turns out joke's on us. Because if you're the civil servant, then you turn right around and you sell your consultancy to the entire industrial complex, and that's how you actually become rich. Stupid. Stupid. So let this be, well, let this be know, a lesson. be
0: you this a secret. You, you have cat, to be in the business.
1: The cat's out of the bag.
0: If you were in the business, you would have known.
1: Yeah, for... well, we blew All it. Right, we good. blew it. So instead, we live a life of mac and cheese. And, mac uh, and cheese, mac and cheese. Oh yeah, I'm going to play us out with that. And, I'm hoping, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I am really hoping. Cheap cheddar. I'm really hoping that we could. This is this is one project we can do, John. I'm thinking maybe. uh Well, it's containers. I'm a
0: franchise of mac and cheese. Yeah,
1: but we need a snappy name. Mac and cheese. <laughs> mac and cheese.
0: Mac and cheese
1: truck. Depression food at its finest. Something like that. Well, we'll work on the slogans. Anyway, uh, a pleasure serving you. Uh, once again, my friends, remember us. We need your support. It's the only way we stay alive. Dvorak.org slash NA. Please help us out for this coming Thursday episode of the best podcast in the universe. Coming to you from the Travis Heights hideout here in Austin, Texas, in South Austin. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry.
0: And from northern Silicon Valley. Where I remain, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll
1: be back on Thursday with another episode of No Agenda. And stay tuned if you're listening live on the stream to the No Agenda producer update. Adios, mofos!
4: Get that mac and cheese. Everybody deserves their mac and cheese.
0: You slaves can get used to mac and cheese, (laughs) mac and cheese, cheese. Cheese macaroni and cheese, cheddar melted together, mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese, the minimum wage, yeah!
2: The best podcast in the
4: universe, to slash n-a.